Make sure my shit's all straight. Yeah. My wind. My worst enemy. <laughs> my, my hair goes forward. So when it comes, it's like, looks like I got toupee. Let me know if you can hear everything okay. Okay. Let's see. Turn this down. Hello? You hear yourself, Cole? Yeah, I hear myself. All right, bro. So, I guess we could start. Just introduce yourself. Just, I feel like this has been long overdue, bro. I feel like I've been yeah. trying to get you in here to do a podcast. Just sit down and speak. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been interested in your progression, like self-development, also the business aspect of life. And also, I know you're dealing with going to school as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, to start off, uh, my name is Chase Mendez. 21 i go to cal state bakersfield and i have a landscape design business okay how just talk about you were you're telling me a little bit about stresses you're talking about just recently with school mm-hmm. kind of uh, assignments compounding yeah definitely because we're kind of getting towards the middle of the semester so yeah recently we've just been real heavy on studying exams midterms and stuff now that i'm kind of taking my core classes for engineering so you know with that it's just like work assignment after assignment after assignment and it feels like you know you never get a break and then with work too like that takes a lot of time out of my study time and homework so it's like really difficult to do both but you know we get through somehow uh, i know you're getting through but what what is the majority of your focus like what do you enjoy doing like if, they've, if there was like an ideal day oh, okay so an ideal day, honestly, would be like working, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like it's I can't just sit around for long periods of time and like, you know, read and stuff. That's really hard. So that's why, like, I have to give myself a whole day or just, you know, at least two days a week where there's no work. I'm not texting people, sending estimates or nothing where I just sit down, make myself go in the library where it's quiet and get on like a private room and just study and just put my phone away otherwise like yeah if i try to balance both and you're not really progressing in either you know for sure so yeah how do you how does uh, in your mind how does engineering coincide with your landscaping business like how do you how do you do you plan on progressing in your landscaping business and continue to do that or how do you plan on intertwining those two or is it no correlation there's really no correlation but with engineering what i can do and what i've learned from it is i can go on autocad and like uh, 3d design software and i can come up with basic 3d modeling on stuff and you know i can draw out a layout of someone's backyard if it's a rectangle or like an l shape i could put that on a 3d design and kind of just give them you know more of an idea of what the project's going to be like if it's like a concrete patio or pergola or just like basic stuff like that. Cause people do, they always ask all the time. They want to see, you know, well, can we see it on like a, you know, 3d model or something I'm like, yeah, I could do that. So that's the only way it translates over. Otherwise they're just totally different. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of people ask, ask me that all the time. And it's like, no, there's nothing. Do you plan on what? So what's, what exactly in engineering do you want to, you told me before, but I, I'm not going to remember. Yeah. So I, I was petroleum. But I was like, really, I want to stay in California. So that's not really a good 
job market to go go into for longevity wise. So then I went into management and with management, it's very general. It's not going to take as long as, you know, petroleum will. And I mean, honestly, the classes I'm doing with management kind of do help with, you know, managing a crew, a team, you know, equipment and cost of projects and supply labor costs. Uh, yeah, that's it's definitely helped that way. For sure. So did you ever when you were young, did you ever imagine that you're going to like own your own uh, business or have workers or? Not at all. It was like growing up was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional soccer player and maybe I might be a firefighter. But then, you know, my dad, he retired as a fireman. He was like, no, you have more potential than, you know, do firefighting, you know. So maybe try engineering or something. And I took school and like some classes like that in middle school. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was just kind of wherever where the money was, you know. Yeah. And, you know, surely after some time, now I'm just full on into that. Um, but yeah, as far as the business, not at all. Yeah. Did, um, when did the thought of financial freedom first come into your mind? Like what, at what age? So that would be about 18, 19, um, when I tore my ACL and I wasn't playing soccer and I was just in my bed for like, well, it was like two or three weeks before I could really start walking on my own. And I was like, I'm sitting in bed, not doing anything. I was like, I'm wasting my time, you know? And then I just started learning about the stock market, you know, crypto investments. And I was like, oh, okay, I can open a Roth IRA, you know, like a retirement account. I opened that up. And then, you know, just obviously just working the jobs I had worked, which was I was doing pool construction. And then I was working at my dad's tire shop. But I was like, really? I was like, no, nah, this isn't really what I want to be doing. This is shitty. <laughs> yeah. And then like knowing like, dang. What about it? it? What about it was shitty though? Just the labor the way you're treated, you know, working in the pool construction business, you know, you're working with like three other guys that are like triple your age. They're like fifties, you know, and just, and in that sense, they're always like trying to take advantage or manipulate situations. or think they can get over. Yeah. And you're, I'm just arguing at five in the morning with them because <laughs> they think I got there late, but I already clocked in. Like, yeah, I, was, do you, I asked this question on one of my last pods, but do you have an issue with authority or not? Like, do you have an issue with to I do now more than I used to? Yeah. Whereas before I would never speak up for myself and I just do whatever I was told, you know? Yeah. Now I'm like, <laughs> you trying to tell what? Like, yeah, yeah I, I definitely speak up for myself more now. And, you know, that's just dealing with people in my business and with clients and stuff, it's definitely something I've learned is just to have a higher authority over them. So it does translate into my personal life. Yeah. I want to, there's a couple of things. So like you touched on leadership, like mm -hmm. uh, working in groups. And then we could also, you brought up as well, like speaking to people, uh, salesmanship, negotiation. Yeah. So talk about how some of your past experiences helped you as working with the group. Cause I, you work, you played soccer yeah so what other groups have you worked in so like, like that in high school would be like engineering projects and stuff like i was always the captain or leader of any project i was in so i really also learned to utilize you know certain people and personalities and stuff and that that could surely just come from soccer as well you know working you know working with other guys training and who i would train better with you know or that can translate who my gym partners are, who I work out with, who I don't work out with. So that all kind of led into, you know, why I've always kind of taken a leadership role when it comes to projects. And I've always been more of like a doer, 
and you know get it done you know if i have my mind on one thing surely it's going to get started or we're going to finish it um but yeah and that that's just translated all the way up until business and i would have never thought like that sure, surely would have been something i would have been doing yeah did did was your dad ever harping on like leadership did did you have people in your life that were talking about that kind of those kind of things yeah definitely i was i was always told like you know if someone asks you know for if your coach asks hey, can someone help me put the nets away and the balls away after practice? My dad was like, you'd be the first one to raise your hand. In class, you know, someone, if she asks a question, you'd be the first to raise your hand. So it's always just like being the first one to initiate and get stuff done. So like, it's definitely not I've thought about it. It's definitely a lot of, you know, just my upbringing and like what I, how I was raised to be. Yeah. So yeah. Did some? Was there certain points in your life because you have to like look internally too, like uh, you not wanting to accept or take the role of leader because then, like you said, you have to take on responsibility. Your people have an expectation for how like you're walking your life, and that translates pretty quickly into your life, like you marrying a woman or having children. Uh huh. So. Yeah. So there's been times before where I was like, I really don't want to do it. And I really don't want to be the one in charge, you know, because I'm, I'm asking because I feel like you haven't always been as outspoken. Like when it's not that I was ever like extremely close with you. Yeah. But I know you've never been the type of person where you've been like, like extremely out there putting yourself like you've always been extremely hardworking. I could always tell that. And you're uh -huh. focused on what you want to get done. Yeah. But like I feel like as we've gotten older in the conversation we have, I can definitely see where like you're showing your personality, you're confident who you are as a man. Like yeah. where I feel like in the past, like, of course we're growing up, mm -hmm. but it, like everyone kind of has their own journey. So that's why I'm asking, like, what was, maybe what was some of the things that got you out of that place where you're like, no, like I need to take this. Like I needed, there's no other option in a sense. Yeah. I think definitely when I just started landscaping on my own and realizing the potential and like really just, you know, putting aside, you know, all the distractions, you know, like no girls, no video games, none of that, um, no going out, whereas you're just, your sole, your sole purpose is like, I want to make money, I want to do better for myself, and, you know, my, my end game was like, I don't want to have to work, you know, the rest of my life, so like, um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. You're, you're talking about oh gaining confidence getting in yourself. confidence yeah so working on my own definitely kind of built myself up to like to the point where i was like no like people can't say otherwise you know that i was haven't been doing anything and you know yada yada, yada and then certainly one thing or another like when i had people asking hey can i work with you can i work with you i was like you know what that, that would really help because it beats working by yourself every summer like 10 hours a day and and no jobs taking two three days to you know finish by your own yeah working smarter not harder like like you said learning how to delegate yeah. roles and learning that okay well if they're working with me i have to take leadership i have to manage them and teach them so that definitely just boosted my confidence a lot more being that you're kind of in charge in the know of and kind of oversee everything you know you're working with the clients and you're obviously you know you have to let tell them what they're going to be doing for today and what you're supposed to do, how to do it. So it's like, oh, okay. So then I think that's how I kind of gained my, my sense of like uh, confidence was just through leadership. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think it's a, a great knack. I, it's the, it's one of the things I, that irritates me the most when I see young men, I, of course it's, it's like, like I said, everyone has their own specific journey, but I just oh, don't yeah. like it when 
like people aren't like owning themselves or being confident like walking the path of course everyone like gets lost yeah i just think like when you those when you start taking pride in like what you're doing because what i was thinking about when you were talking about like in a sense this was like a dream like it really just started as a thought in your head like oh this is this is a a facet in life for like a a gap in the market that i can seize Mm -hmm. and so like taking advantage of that as well turning into like you building a company and then having an image in real life like instead of just maybe visualizing you can actually see it in in the real life and like you said then people are coming a part of your project Mm -hmm. and they can also see your dream and your vision as well so yeah so definitely because i and that's one thing you know i come across not not everyone can take into that that leadership role you know and that's that's why it's good to balance it out when you have a team whether it's a business or you know group of friends not everyone can be you know the thinker not everyone could be the one that runs and manages everything you know so that's why it's kind of good with you know when I've had different kinds of people out, you know, I work a lot better with people who just listen and they're, you know, more to themselves and like, okay, they understand and they're going to go do it. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to do it this way. It's going to be a lot faster, you know, whereas I've had people, you know, from school or just, you know, people I just meet out in public that just want extra work where they're, they're more of a, a leadership type of person. So then you kind of butt heads a little bit and it slows things down, whereas you have one person to manage it, then you know, two to three other people, they're not like that, then yeah, things go by a lot faster and just way more efficiently. It's so funny how it's so complicated. Like you may not be interested in any of those things, but it's like as when you get into these roles in life, uh-huh. like it's forces upon you. Like you have to start being able to understand people or like reading body language or human psychology. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that I, I can relate to even when I was just um, in high school, like on in my engineering classes and projects, you know, where I would take leadership role and then I was like, okay, well, I need someone that needs to do the coding. You know, the coding guy is obviously the quietest guy of the group, you know, get him and the two other people, they're good at math. They can get it done. They know all this stuff. And I'm more so the one just pushing to get it finished. I'm going to get all the parts and pieces. I can get all that. I'll buy it online. We'll get be here this weekend. And then come Monday, we can get started already while everyone else is behind, you know? And Yeah. It's just how it's translated over into business now. Yeah. What about salesmanship? Like uh, in negotiation, and like people skills, what have you, like what are the intangibles that you've grown over the past year or so? So definitely reading people, understanding, and, you know, um, that's just purely from like a couple of books I've read. You know, I was, even while I was like hurt and I told myself, I was just reading books, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Or simple, like, you know, um, psychology books and stuff like that. And really understanding your your client and what their needs are. And how you can get to them um, mentally to really just like, oh, they really need to get the job. And they really want me to do it. So it's really just understanding your client's needs when I go to a project. You know, for example, I was just on um, the side of town last week. It's about 10 minutes from here. And, you know, I, his concern was... When it rains in my backyard, I don't have anything. It's just mud because he just has pure dirt. So I walked back there and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, no, you need to do something with this because, like, you won't even be able to go in your own yard. You can't walk anywhere. You have a dog. You know, you let him out and it's raining. And it's, you know, during the whole winter, it's going to be muddy the whole time. He's going to bring mud in the house. He's like, well, yeah, exactly. That's why I want to get it done. It's like, well, what you need to do is all this dirt here, just make a paver patio. Make it a patio. We'll put drainage. 
oh, there's this won't be an issue anymore. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, could I go with grass? Yeah, you could. But I mean, what do you, you know, the, you know, the cost of doing a paver patio, it's going to add way more value to your home than just doing grasses back here. I'm looking at it, you know, I was like, okay, the sun, the backyard doesn't get full sunlight. He doesn't have an existing sprinkler system. He has to get that installed too, which I don't really like to mess around with. So I proposed to him, yeah, we'll just make it once flat slab of concrete pavers. And yeah, so understanding like, okay, that is an issue that he was just tired of the mud in his yard. You know, guys, you're still going to get mud regardless. Yeah. But and what are your, so that makes me pose a question because even just when you're selling things in general, it's almost like you have to, like, it's like a certain charm and then you kind of have to guide them. Yeah. So people, gu guide them into the direction you want them to go. And that's asking a good question because a lot of times people go into buying something and then they don't. That's not what they want. Yeah. And then they'll end up purchasing that. So, but this is like a, just honestly, like, what are your thoughts on that? So one, it's, it's really about who that person is individually. You know, some people are more empathetic, soft hearted, and it sucks to say, but you can take more advantage of those people when it comes to business sales, you know, so you can, you know, you talk more, you get them out of like more their per personal stuff. They open up to you more and you just kind of relate to them on a scale of like, you know, that you're not lying and stuff and they empathize with that. So you're able to get what you want and maybe charge more on stuff or, you know, just do things and that's in their favor in the end. But, you know, they may be, hey, well, I thought about doing this, you know, X, Y, Z, these three ideas. And they're more likely to listen to what you want to go with because, you know, they're more empathetic. You can touch more base with them. I think, too, sometimes they're, they don't have knowledge in that field. Like you said, there's a reason why mm -hmm. they're asking a professional or someone to come in and do the work for them. So that's why you say, like, hey, I'm, I'm a veteran. I have more knowledge. So I'm giving this advice in the sense where or. Um, I've been more experienced in whatever this is. Like could be food or the product. Like yeah. I know this. I've been working with this. And then you say, and then they're gonna go, well, I, I trust you. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. And that's kind of it's. It's almost you have to like control the perspective or the the perception of the actual situation because mm -hmm. they don't have any thought of what it actually is. Yeah. When they when they don't know, it's a lot easier. But when they they think they know, <laughs> oh, it's the worst. You know, like a lot of the times I go these estimates and right away. Oh, I was an electrician and plumber for 40 years. I retired from Chevron and you're walking around the yard, looking it over you know, they've already done it three or four times. Like, Oh, I know how this all goes down, you know? And those guys, like those people, you really can't change their mind or the people that have gone work done in the past, you know, people from LA are moving to Bakersfield now. Oh, we had so-and-so landscape our front yard and backyard for this much. And this is what it looked like. You know, we want to do it like this. And, they already have an idea of what how the landscaping stuff goes is very similar. So when they come here, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, they have an idea. They want it done this way." Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Tell me about because I know you want to be financially free, but it almost seems like you it's you enjoy what you do. You found something that you like, you look forward to, and you wake up in the morning you're like, "Okay." So is that actually the, the act of it, like doing the job, or is it more because of the financial reasons? Like, explain to me the happiness about, because we, we can also talk about like knowing yourself and knowing money, because mm -hmm. that kind of bleeds into stocks a little bit. Yeah, so I would it would definitely be the, the financial part of it, because it's like, you know, almost from not being able to really even pay my own tuition, and then finally you're like, oh, 
that I can, tuition's paid for, and I can start looking at other things now, you know, outside of just, you know, business. I want to move it somewhere else, you know? So, like, that's where a lot of it came from. And, um, you know, besides that, the work, I love doing it. It's hands-on. You know, you're just, you're very proactive, and you're out there doing stuff. It can be, there's some days where I'm just like, you know, your, your alarm goes off at, like, 5, and then you're just like, I really don't want to get up and do anything. But then, you know, that's why... Well, it's not as if it's not, it's not, it's not going to never be difficult. Like it's yeah. going to be hard, bro. But I'm, it's more or less like on most days, like where do you want to take this? Cause I know obviously you don't want to do this forever. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. so do you, is your main transition going to be through entrepreneurship? Or are you planning on getting a job in, in between? Yeah. So right now I'm really have mixed feelings about that. Like if I can pursue landscape design and then possibly go into hardscape, where you're doing like whole back patios, you know, and stuff like that. Now, you know, cool. And I see an opportunity in that. That's, I do that like without a doubt, but, um, you know, for my, for my time being and going through college as well, if I see an opportunity with engineering and it's surely, you know, you know, one, you're going to be more stable. You have 401k, you have all these benefits and stuff, whereas business, you really don't. Yeah. So I'm just going to go wherever is going to do best. And in the meantime, while I'm in, you know, working and have my business running, I'll always stay in school because, you know, I could always fall back on that. If this is doing well and this doesn't, you know, end up doing well. Yeah. I could fall back on my school. But do you think there's also a certain point though, like where you have to like decide? I'm not saying that you can all, of course you can always do both and like Uh work at it, but don't you think that you could get like, five times the outcome out of either or if you just put like all your eggs in one basket and like yeah even in, not just right the second but maybe even over the course of the next couple of years per se yeah no definitely i i've definitely thought i could stay busy monday through sunday if i wanted to without a doubt if i put all my 100 percent everything into landscaping and monetizing and running ad campaigns and stuff in bakersfield i was like i know i could go into that but I can't right now because I live with my parents. And if I don't go to school, I get kicked out. <laughs> so in the meantime, so let, I'm like, you're going to stay in school. Yeah. So because making making yourself happy, like, in, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm not saying this. You're like doing this, what makes you most happiest. Like that's what know. life's about for sure. Yeah, exactly. And making not making decisions for uh, anyone else. And I'm not like putting your parents on blast. And I know this conversation's had like a million times about mm-hmm. people not like making decisions based on their parents. Mm hmm. But still, like, it's just like whatever. I think in there's certain spaces where parents have to respect, like, the job that they've done and entrust like the steps that you're taking. Like, you're you're finding your way towards your your purpose. It's not as if, like, I would I would completely agree if you had nothing going for yourself. It was like a if it was something where the opportunity was like waning. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's you've you've measured out the risk or you've thought it out and. You've also been doing this for a while as well. So yeah. And I think sometimes that's what makes like the greatest people or like just the greatest businessmen, the people that like aren't afraid to take risk or like make the decision for themselves. No, exactly. And you know, going into it, like I remember when you and I were on the phone and I was trimming a tree in someone's backyard. I remember that talk. It was like my first ever job, like I ever like just trimmed someone's tree. And I kid you not, like, you know, since then it's been just exponential the amount of growth there's been since last year to compare to this year alone. Yeah. It's just like, wow, you know, and it's just crazy to imagine, you know, if I didn't just, Hey, like, you know what, I'm going to buy a truck 
so I can actually do, you know, work instead of working on my car. Yeah. And when I got the truck, I was like, oh, you have so much more jobs to do now because you do have a truck. And I was like, well, shit, now I need to get a trailer. And I was like, okay, you kind of just fall into it, you know? <laughs> and you're just like, wow, if I get a trailer, I have this much more range of stuff to do now. Yeah. And then, you know, after being done with my first little shitty janky trailer, you get a 12-foot dump trailer with a hydraulic system in it. You're like, oh, this is cake. I could get like three to four jobs a day done. I could fit so much more in there. I could do larger jobs. It's just like, okay, yeah. So it's like, it's hard to put down like the opportunity that you kind of put yourself into. I would have never expected, you know, just to see how far I would have gone, you know, just from starting in my car. Yeah. I, the, I've been telling this to people quite often lately. It's about, it's like the brain is the most fertile soil. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally plant any seed and that seed will germinate. Like I've, I feel like people... And of course, we live in a negative society, so oh, people yeah, don't definitely. believe people don't believe in themselves or believe in anything outside themselves. Yeah, but still, like, especially with the amount of information that's out there on a constant basis, I think, like you said, it's like not, it's not as if you had a mentor. I know you probably had people that helped you out and like pushed you towards your goals. Yeah, but it's it's been solely like I think that's the most beautiful thing, and that's how I know someone's passionate about something because mm-hmm. it's not going to take like someone to come get you to do this or force you to do this. Like I know you have the expectation of saying. I need to do this because I have to have a plan in life, but still understanding like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what gives me like, like purpose in life. Like mm-hmm. I, now I can go travel or I can take my loved ones on trips or like new experiences or treat myself. Yeah, no. So working with the pool construction business, I was always interested in the behind the scenes. So like the boss and I had always asked him questions and like, you know, I'd see like, oh, wow, you know, everything's paid on a company card. I'm like, hey, you know, it's like you can just write off anything you buy with the it's like, yep. And it was just like, oh, OK, cool. And then sometimes after work, you know, I go in his office and he's showing me, you know, all the paperwork, all the planning, the receipts from that day and stuff. And it's just kind of like, wow, like, yeah, this is cool. I like this is interesting, you know. So then I always kind of kept a lot of the stuff I learned from there in the back of my head and just remembering how, you know, the manager there ran things and how he managed jobs on site and stuff. You know, he's very stern. And I was like, you know, and a lot of times he could be very difficult. I was like, I don't want to be like that. But if I was to manage my own crew and stuff, I would be way more not so just up the ass about everything. You know, I didn't understand, you know, it's five, six, seven in the morning. No one wants to get yelled at about, hey, who left the shovel over here? We're going to the next job. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Yeah. No one wants to get screamed at for no reason. I mean, we could break that down though, because you have to also think about where he's at in life. Like, he's probably not happy with uh, the things outside of just work, like maybe his his relationships or his family life. Or yeah, that's why he's like projecting that anger. Like, I don't uh, think anybody at any because you were talking about working with a team and communication. Uh-huh. Like, there should really be no point. Like, of course, you guys can have disagreements. Yeah, but it should never get to a point where even if you are a boss, I'm, I'm treating you like a subordinate. No, oh, like, yeah. I can delegate a task to you, but I should never be treating you like you're not the mm-hmm. same as a human. Like we're, we're <laughs> Oh yeah. No, there's, there was like a couple times where I was like, I just feel so degraded today. Like I remember one time, um, him and I got into argument warning and I was in the bottom of the pool that we had just dug out with the excavator. And I was down there doing last touch-ups, removing rocks out with the shovel and scooping and just throwing it out. So it's, it gets exactly, I think it was like 18 feet deep in the deep end of the pool. And he Jeez. was up there and he just, he just went like this with some dirt from above and hit me in the face with like, you know, a pile of dirt. I was just like, <laughs> oh. And, you know, being me, I was like, 
ah, oh, no. But at that time, I never learned how to speak up for myself. So I held on to that. Yeah. So, like, I think about it now. I was like, you know, that helped because I, I definitely did not like working there at all. Because, <laughs> like, there was more than a couple of times that had happened or similar, you know. It motivated he's you like, in a sense. He's like, oh, here, take this. And you go to grab it and just drop it on the floor. And you're like, oh, wow. And I got to pick it up. Stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I definitely want to go into something where I can manage and work on my own time. And, you know, so I was just like, yeah, no, it's definitely something I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So that's why I kind of just started landscaping in general on my own because I saw a little, a little niche for it. People needed help. Oh, I need furniture moved that around my house today. Can someone come out? I was the first one to always respond like, oh, I'll do there. I'll be there and do it. Okay. Oh, does someone know how to fix these sprinklers? <coughs> always leaking. I go on YouTube. And then I was like, oh, okay, I know how to do this. I go there in my car. This is all stuff I can do on my own. Fix them, done. And I just advertise those jobs I did. Always posting and make, making sure, hey, you know, if you like, if you saw my post online, can you um, comment on it or even post it yourself? Oh, yeah, of course. And so I was just like, okay, yeah. So I saw, I was like, definitely I could pursue this. Tell me, because I know you have did a couple e-commerce. You, tra- you tried that mm-hmm. out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then tell me, because you were telling me a little bit before we started recording. <clears throat> about you trying to start something on social media as well so tell me about that a little bit yeah so with the e-commerce i tried amazon fba and you know that was the that was the thing around like covid but a little before covid 2020 2019 that was the wave everyone's gonna be home shopping online needed stuff so i was like oh i gotta get in on this so i looked at uh, suppliers on aliexpress or alibaba and i was like oh blue light glasses people are gonna be home on their phone like playing computer stuff video games watching tv eye strain is you know a big deal i've i've had before so i was like okay yeah blue light glasses so i was like okay so then how do you open up a store on amazon you know learned all that you know and you're having to open an llc and then get a patent on on the branding of your name which was um which i labeled as like ojos like it's eyes in spanish yeah and I, I literally made it kind of a spinoff off of another uh, blue light or blue light glasses company on there called Sohos with the S in front. So I was like, okay, if, if that's a well-known company on there already, just use it like they look it up. I'll make it similar. So I may come up second or third, you know, if they look them up. So that's why I put Ojos. So I, I created like a little spinoff. Guaranteed, like it was more of a loss than it was a win because I was so big on, oh, yeah, I'm going to make money online. So like I don't have to get up and do anything you know i was i was just in a very um half asset mentality and i'm gonna get full results by doing it like that you know yeah and that definitely wasn't the case you know um regardless you know i learned a lot from it and what i did learn from it that i use now is running ads on facebook which is like good and it's like what i do use now sometimes i don't really have to run ads anymore because then it's just surely just so much we've done so much work now it's kind of like word of mouth or, you know, reoccurring, reoccurring people next door. I have more people are always contacting me. Um, what I have been doing recently and a lot more now is like I have people at school that are like, you know, they're working part time and they've asked me like, hey, can I come out to work with you? And I'm like, OK, you're going to be on my side of town, northeast Bakersfield, but you live all the way southwest. We're going to start at six in the morning. More than likely, they're not going to be there at six or five thirty a.m. You know, they got a 20, 30 minute drive. So I'm like, you know what you can do, though? If you have next door app, download it, start posting my work on there, and I'll give you a commission fee on the size of the job. And they're like, really? Yeah. So I started doing that. So I'm out here a lot more giving estimates. So, yeah. Tell, 
But you, you made me lose my chat. I was going to ask you a question. That because after I was going to ask a question, I started focusing it more. What you were saying about utilizing the next door app. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, what I was going to say was salesmanship. I feel like nowadays, like you said, there's so many products. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for someone to differentiate like what they're going to choose and how they're going to buy, especially on the online market. When, like you said, people are just literally going on these like third-party websites and then remanufacturing the products and then just reselling on Amazon. Uh-huh. So the only way to differentiate yourself would be is like you them understanding what the brand means or like, yeah. like they're ha- having some essence, like a connection, like you were saying, like when you're making a just a regular transaction face-to-face, like for your business, that's much easier because you oh, have good. the time to have a conversation yeah. and then do all these things. But through online, it's just like, them looking at the products, like mm-hmm. the reviews, all this kind of thing. So that's why I think the in between of like putting yourself out there, people understanding your values, and then spreading your message for like for a company, and then selling products. And you, it's like because even if you think about every all the things like trending on social media, they people will truly buy those products. Like it doesn't really matter. They don't even really look about ingredients or all these kind of things. That shit don't matter. But like think about like popular mouthwashes, like like trending or like mm-hmm. popular candies or like maybe like different clothes, but it's all based on just like the person that's wearing it or the person that's using it or how, how the company like ties in with the youth or understands like pop culture in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like with my glasses, I definitely noticed like, okay, like I didn't have any like models or people to actually model them or like a full on someone that can do all the photography for them. I just hit up a guy that I knew from school. I was like, oh, you have a camera? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, can you take a picture of my glasses? And I kid you not, it was just like, it was like on a table just like this. And there was just my glasses. Like, that was it. Yeah. All these other people, they could, they have money to spend already on that type of stuff, you know, because they've been in it for so long. Yeah. So, like, they're getting, like, influencers and they're getting people that are known already to already advertise for them. But I think it's a lot better when I could work with someone face-to-face, get more on a personal level. And, you know, get them to like me because at the end of the day, you're really selling yourself before you even sell the product. You know, if you come off of sketchy and just like, oh, nonchalant, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we do this. You can do this. Like people aren't really going to. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to mess with you. Just like, who is this guy? You know, like he doesn't seem so, so happy about his work and what he, you know, what he has to offer. Whereas like me now, I learned it's like, oh, OK, yeah, no, it's really cool. I can talk to anyone now, open up conversation and understand them a lot better and. We can negotiate, you know, on work and costs and stuff. So then, yeah, it's a lot easier that way. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever aspire to start trying to sell? Because I, I heard this is the best, the best way to start selling. Because we all know that selling a service it can make you a good amount of money as a business strategy. Mm-hmm. But the the best way to make money is without. Like making money without you actually having to do that work like you can sell that product in a sense you know what i mean so i'm saying would you ever would you ever are you aspiring to sell like maybe even like landscaping like maybe like trucks or like you said towing stuff like like maybe even like building a company in that way like would you ever aspire to do that like i've I've thought about it but that's definitely a long term you know i've gotten to know other landscape companies in town and they started the same way i did you know, one company I know, then I buy material from, you know, I have to buy rock. I have to buy it from them, you know. Yeah. If I have to buy bark, I have to buy it from them. I need to buy all this special unique stuff. They have it, so I got to go to them to go get it, you know. For sure. So, like, they, they started, you know, I think, like, in a trailer. And it was, like, two, three brothers, one sister in a trailer and a lot. 
and then eventually they had to buy a whole you know like empty lot so they can start selling rock they can sell this they have people come and dump it there so they can sell it out to people individually that's definitely a, like a very like long-term goal and especially right now with you know the how expensive everything is and to need that much property to do stuff like that that's definitely like long-term yeah what what are your thoughts on that what about just the economy and like how everything is getting more expensive yeah, it's crazy to think that like you know a lot of the material i buy now it's constantly changing in price so i i can't have an idea of what it's gonna cost you know if i need gravel and oh last month it was fifty dollars a yard i was like you know i need a, i should call and make sure it's it's the same if it's probably moved call them they're like oh it's 62 dollars a yard now and you're like oh god i was like i don't get how these people can pay for for some jobs yeah. i'm just like dang they're really gonna pay for this you know <laughs> whereas like if they did a couple months ago they would have saved a thousand dollars you know yeah i was just like wow yeah that's it's and it's that and gas too you know I, i'm paying like for gas two times a week now because my truck is so bad on gas yeah and you know as before i'm spending like a 100 bucks on gas you know because taking on you know smaller jobs and stuff and then gas costing me now like 240 250 a week now just in that the truck and driving everywhere doing jobs it's just like wow yeah that means you just gotta charge more and then it goes back to me like dang i can't even afford any of these jobs how are people able to afford this you know yeah it kind of makes you think about how much i mean obviously it's the main thought but <clears throat> like how much do you really actually have to make nowadays like what um, where would you say your comfortable number would be like to to be comfortable well not not to not work anymore but i'm just saying like to, to for you to just feel generally like okay i'm like oh to... i'm i'm sad you know <laughs> i think to really feel like that you have to be pushing at least like maybe two hundred fifty thousand or and higher to really feel you know depending on where you are you know in bakersfield right now the market here is growing so much exponentially and that's just from meeting clients you know realtors and stuff and getting to know them more and you know asking them questions and picking their brains on things outside of landscaping and what work they want so I have a better knowledge of like, okay, what Bakersfield really, what's really going on right now? So so many people are moving here. So it's just like, I need to get up to pace, you know, what's going on. A lot of people are moving here because everywhere else is getting way too expensive. Yeah. I mean, shit, even if it's like, because it's not even necessarily about cost of living. Of course it matters, but it also like, where do I imagine living? Like sometimes I generally think about Bakersfield. Like, there's nothing wrong with Bakersfield. It's a nice city. Yeah. But it's just like, especially with how much you're paying like is 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 bakersfield a, a city worth living like because I, I we don't stay in our own homes so you mm -hmm. can imagine like bro people because i bakersfield is more of a work town like there's no one that's really i would say that's aspiring for financial freedom like majority of the time it's just like okay i work kind of monday to friday type thing i'm off these days you know what i'm trying to say yeah so i'm saying like for someone's even the fact that people really don't give a fuck about where they live it's just like okay i'm surviving that's what matters and that's why i'm like damn this that's, is it's it, tough it's fucked up bro it's crazy yeah it is and i mean that's why my parents they're looking to move out of state when my mom fully retires because when they when they know they retire there's states that don't tax your retirement it's california they're gonna take a quarter of it you know yeah so they're looking at idaho montana alabama and stuff like that just basically any conservative state basically yeah <laughs> yeah basically that <laughs> and that they could get a house for less than the one we live in and it could be on a lake have a dock for your boats it's like damn 
you can't beat that yeah, you know yeah. here it's it's terrible i'm I'm looking at like houses um like in the market now that are going like 400 500 and you're like dang you're not even really like in an area where you want to be in you know and it's not all that nice and then you're looking out, out of state i'm on zillow all the time like i'll pull up some states or something it's like wow for 400 500 you're basically getting like a five bedroom four bathroom you get a you're not that far from a lake you're really just a big house yeah. it's like perfect environment to raise your kids it's like that much of a difference well tell me tell me a little bit about your values then because mm-hmm. i would say it's not really popular because the states you just said like what you say idaho alabama montana montana so these are these are really out in like the woods like out yeah what wilderness because i so i just say and like I said, conservative values. It's not much like city life or like kind of clubbing, partying. Like you said, it's more about like schools, churches, like mm-hmm. predicated on the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. So tell me about where you see yourself in the next couple of years. Also, some of the things that you're harping on in this part of life. So I think right now, like I think in the best way to get rich is, you know, obviously there's so much money in California. That's why everything's so expensive. So the more, the better off, you know, the better you are growing and developing here and anywhere else is definitely, you know, affordable to you if you've made it and you've done well for yourself in California, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't consider going out of California and do landscaping unless it was Texas or Arizona. Like I wouldn't go to Alabama or Montana or any else. Cause like, look, they're already in the nature, you know, they're already in the mountains, they have river streams. What do they need landscape services for? You know, for sure. They're not trying to like, uh, appeal to the suburban look in a sense yeah they don't no yeah. they, they they shit on that like they're like oh you want a desert landscape look and then like that's what i'm trying to do push here <laughs> yeah that's what i'm trying to push here but if you i swear if you push that anywhere else you know in those like western states and stuff yeah you're not gonna get that whereas here you know people are like oh yeah i want to save water okay let's pull the grass out fabrics so no weeds go through and just make yeah. a you know design that you have in mind are do you are you like in touch with nature? Like do you I know you go out a lot, but oh, I'd say, yeah. bro, what are your even thoughts on that? Like what everyone doing like molts or like cement? Like of course it, it saves probably money mm-hmm. and it saves energy also and just like time, like having someone coming and do landscaping at your home. Yeah. But there's something that's like just beautiful, even if you take responsibility for your own like garden or I I'm not I haven't done it yet, but I imagine like when I become a homeowner, mm-hmm. like that's something that I would take I would like enjoy that shit by going outside, kind of like taking care of my stuff. Oh, or yeah. Just kind of, and almost like too visually, like when you go out and you're looking at people's homes, and then there's no, there's no green. Everything's no just, life. yeah, like kinda it's dead. just everything's just like cement or it's like block or brick or even you look at a lot of these neighborhoods. Everyone's doing the same thing, like the same trucks or the the same houses. Like, and it's not even about just the same style. It's like usually just the same design, the same colors. Yeah. Like there's no individuality or authenticity. It's just the same like person over and over and over. No, no different personality type shit. No, definitely. So that, that reminds me of a, a job I did on the East side of Bakersfield. It was kind of in the hood and, you know, going to the job, this lady's front yard was just dirt. Everyone else's yards there were just kind of like, uh, like no one really does anything. Everyone has lawns and stuff. It was like, no one really does anything with their yard, you know? Yeah. Where this lady, on the other hand, she moved from, like, Oxnard or Irvine or somewhere to here. She got the house. And um, she's like, yeah, I want to, like, re-landscape the whole thing, my whole front yard. 
It's like, okay. So I was like, well, we're coming with ideas. I'm like, well, let's do like a river from your bottom corner here all the way to the top. We'll do some mulch, some river rock, and then add some color. We'll do some like um, seasonal plants. So we did a whole lot of color in there. After we were done, um, like even while we were working, we had kids like walking by and stuff. And they're like, oh, man, like that's cool. Yeah, It looks like a forest. And they're saying stuff like that. And then, you know, she's always telling me, hey, I had some people. They drove by and they knocked on my my door they want your number and i gave them it they they, yeah. they hit you up because i think that's just the best part because it even affects our psychology like i have this conversation with my friends a lot about like when we go out into the city or like mm-hmm. young children go to parks or they walk through downtown areas mm-hmm. that's how they're going to conceptualize life in itself like when they see how the architecture what's been on the adult's mind like mm-hmm. it shows that no one's inspired by anything like everyone's just in a monotonous state where it's just like okay like you said when you see those small spurts of inspiration, it's like, man, yeah, life can be so beautiful when a human takes his time to curate something. Yeah. So like even until this day after that job, which was like last summer, I still sometimes just drive by just for the hell of it to see like the plants that we put. Oh, they're, they're all still alive. None of them died. They're all flourishing. You know, everything's blooming the way we expected them to. And that it's just like, wow, because we took I took a lot of time, you know, each plant you're planning on, make sure everything's all good. You know, you pull out the pot, you take all the roots so they're not all bunched up and you plant it. Then you like make sure they get enough water, setting the timers for her drip system and the sprinklers and stuff. Make sure. OK, so for for this summer, we're going to run it this much. When it comes winter, you know, you're going to decrease it a little bit. So you're not spending on so much water. You know, and they do that and then everything just works out perfectly. You're like, like, damn. Yeah. Like our, our project held up for a year now. So it's just like cool to see the work that you put into and how it's still thriving to this day. It's just like, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah. Especially knowing that it's something that, like you said, that you created, you placed into it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like almost you're looking at like a baby maturating. No. Yeah. That and then like even like landscaping my, you know, my parents whole backyard on the hillside, everything before, you know, it, it took that was probably one of the most difficult jobs. It you told just, me a little bit about this. Oh, man. It was a, I mean, and you're dealing with your parents, too. You know, <laughs> they're in their picky. So I was just like, fuck, like, I would have never done work for you guys if you call me off for an estimate. I would have just said, <laughs> oh, I'll get to you in a couple of weeks and just never said responded. I was like, I don't want to deal with these people. Yeah. But, you know, and, it, and in the end, oh, man, it came out nice. Everything we planted, all the sprinkler and stuff we did just works perfectly. And it's like. I go over and I, I go in the backyard and I look at how things are going. Like, oh, this needs a little bit trimming. Trim this up, trim this up. Whereas before it was just like weeds, bare dirt. It rained. All the mud would slide down, go into the pool, and the pool would turn brown. And there'd be puddles everywhere. Now there's like none of that. So I was just kind of like, wow, yeah, no, he did this. Something about just uh, solving problems. Like it just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, especially when... You know, one of these problems I always run into with clients is they're too old. They can't maintain their yard on their own. The gardeners don't listen to them or ask do anything that they want them to do because really, you know, gardeners are there to mow the lawn. That's it. Just whack it, basically. And then people expect them so much like, oh, why you're I thought a part of our contract was that you're going to trim our trees and trim the roses or just cut also, everything. You get what you pay for too. Like a lot of people yeah. have unrealistic expectations of what they should be getting when they're not paying shit. Like no, that. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're paying sixty bucks a month, eighty bucks a month, and you want them to do all this extra. And people are even like trimming stuff on their own and leaving it for the gardeners to pick up. 
Yeah. They're like, they don't know that takes up room in their truck. You know, they have so many other jobs to do the rest of the day. They, they only have 10, 15 minutes to be at each house. So they go into the next one so yeah. they can get all their work done for the day. You know, for sure. I see so many of those guys, they don't finish till like 7 p.m. And I'm just like, no, that'll never be me. I don't ever want to do that. It just makes you think too about like how you usually, because one of my friends made this a good point too. Like if there was like a, a hella amount of small like mom and pop shops and like pertaining to landscaping, mm-hmm. but like they, they don't overbook themselves or like aren't spending too much. Like you said, there's not like a time limit mm-hmm. and the same goes for any other service in life. Like say like a doctor, maybe that's not something like you get what you pay for quite literally. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're just kind of half-assing it, like someone's probably going to half-ass you. So that's why I say you have to like under. Just have a communication because, you know, if, if there was a landscaper brother that maybe only has like a, a couple jobs in a week, you know that you're going to have a good relationship with them. Like you're going to be able to communicate, hey, this is exactly what I want. Yeah. It's not going to be in question because even sometimes about my parents with the gardener, like the gar- our gardener don't even speak English. Right. It's just like like you said, just come cut the grass and then you That's could it. just that you can know they're moving on to the next like. 20 other houses they have to get and done they're walking up that way to that street they're walking across and then while this other guy's at this house hedging <laughs> and stuff yeah i'm just like dang and then that's why i come to play where like there's these people expected them to do that whereas i go in i was like oh i could do it but let's let's make it so that's gonna last so i don't have to come out as much where i can come out as like once a month which i i do do now where i take monthly clients rather than you know weekly bi-weekly which i've never done i've never done any lawn mowing no none of that so like with the monthly service most people they don't even have grass in the yard but they just want they want it to look clean all the time because what there's leaves the bushes are overgrown drip systems are leaking spraying everywhere every morning when they turn on so i'm there once a month to tweak and touch everything up so the next month i come it's like oh i didn't even have to do the sprinklers this time but i'm still getting paid to do a little bit of trimming, you know, because everything by like in a month's time is going to grow back, you know. Yeah. I'm there. And then I also like to include like, hey, if you have some stuff on the side of the house that's you, that it just doesn't fit in your garbage can and you've just been looking to get rid of it and it's just at your house, I'll take it. You know, I have the, that's what I have the trailer for now. I can include that with uh, the fee when I'm going to charge them. So it all comes into play. So I'm just like, it's a, it's a much smaller market for that rather than gardening because everyone has a lawn, you know. Yeah. Like 95% of people have a lawn. Where some people they don't, so it's a much smaller t- target ar- audience to really profit from. But with those people, I've noticed also they just they want someone to talk to because a lot of them are you know single, you know their husband or wife passed away. They just want someone to be around, you know, at the house and talk to them and make conversation, which is ninety percent of the time the reason why you're even doing work for them. Yeah. So you kind of almost taking on like a caretaking role. like it, it is. I'm like, well, you know, before I leave, you need help with anything in the house, moving stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. I wanted to move this table over here. It doesn't take. I, I don't I don't see anything bad about it. It's like, oh, I could go to this job, you know, and start making money over there. You know, something like that goes a long ways because I know at the end of the day, when she goes to her her weekly swimming session with all the other elderly people in the pool. She's going to talk about it. Say Chase is such a nice man. He he did this for me after the job. And next, you know, I'm getting called up from people, her neighbors, people down the street and stuff. So like, it it all makes its way back. Yeah. That's even with this too. Like necessarily always 
I've been stressing that too. You have to give an exorbitant amount more than you're getting. And I know you. it's also, it's always a transaction. That's what it's about in yeah. general, like regardless if it's relationships mm-hmm. or it's actually business. But I would just say that's that's the main point, bro. If if you... Oh, I lost my train of thought. You're talking about the... the just... Basically, the premise of it is like, if you're not if you're not open to giving more than you should, then I feel like you're never gonna. People aren't like gonna respect you, and that's that's more than just like a dollar sign. I feel like. Yeah. Like, so I've always not always been like, oh, I'm gonna charge you for every little thing to that I'm gonna have to help you with while I'm here. It's like that's never been my thought process in any of it. You know, I'm always willing to help. I understand. You know, one of my clients, her name is Jerry. You know, she, all her kids passed away. No husband. All the rest of her family's out of town and she can't, you know, on the, with the medicine and prescription stuff she's on at her age, she's like 88 or something. She can't be going on the yard and doing stuff on her own. So I'm there. I understand that. And I empathize towards that. So, cause even, you know, I have grandparents and they need help sometimes too. For sure. So I, I don't, I definitely don't, doesn't mind. It doesn't mind anything to take time out of my day to just help them with other little things besides landscaping. I'm there really just to build a relationship with them. For sure. How would, what about like in your, how does that affect your morals? Cause I feel like we kind of bounced around a little bit about that, but like you said, your, your friendships or like maybe relationships with a partner or maybe your future children, like what is something, what are things that you stand on or kind of your foundation? What makes you a man? Yeah. I, this is something I definitely think a lot about. So how I would transition, transition that into, you know, personal relationships and stuff would be definitely that I'm more of a giver than I am than anything, you know? You know, at the end of the day, if I think my guy worked hard and he was gonna pay this much, I'm gonna put this much on top of that, you know? Um, stuff like that. Um, definitely when it comes to personal relationships and stuff. If I have a friend's birthday that I know of or, you know, my one of my families is having a party or something, I'm definitely just gonna get them like a nice gift. Like I w- I'm willing to spend to make sure that they're happy, you know? And it's something they really wanted. So that that's definitely something that's that's translated over just from, you know, even before I was landscaping, I've always been a giver, you know. So yeah. I don't mind going the extra mile to make my clients happy and do things that they didn't ask for or, you know, that they didn't pay for. I don't mind. It doesn't. I'm there at the end of the day to be the best service I can be. And so with personal relationships and stuff, like I definitely don't mind, you know, spending to go out and do things now. Whereas before I was like always like really tired and I was like, I really can't go out to eat. Like otherwise like if I start doing this too much then I'm not gonna be able to be able to like pay for school or something, you know, because that was something always big. But now like I can definitely enjoy I've learned to just not take everything so seriously and every once in a while give time to yourself or to go with someone or even like be like, hey, mom, you want to go get sushi or when you have lunch today? She's like, oh, I get off at like, I have lunch at like one. So, like, okay, well, I have downtime. You want to go get sushi? I'll like, I'll pay for us. It's okay. Whereas, like, you know, before I really couldn't do any of that. Now it's like, wow, I feel like I can give more um, on my end because, you know, I've put in the work and, you know, what I've been able to do with landscaping. So outside of that, it feels like, wow, like, this is definitely really nice. Do you, when are you planning on getting married? Do you have like a set number or is it more based on no i i think whenever it's right mm-hmm. um that's something like but is there an age that you don't like you're that would be too late too late 
Like, what's the number where you're like, I can't get married that late, or you don't think that, or you're just like, you don't. Um, even if I get married at forty, then it don't matter. No, it's too late. I think, especially if it's your first time getting married, and if you've been with someone, I think it kind of depends how on you and your person and where you guys are and you know each other's journeys and stuff. You know, me once I feel set and I've got some decent cash flow coming in, I see myself like, okay, I have some properties already. You know, renting them out or I'm flipping and stuff like that. And I feel stable, have my own place, and, you know, depending on, you know, where they are in life and stuff, then, yeah, I'd consider it. But until, like, I'm there, not anywhere before, because that, no, definitely could slow you down, you know? Yeah. But I'd say the soonest, I think probably, like, 26, maybe 25 to 26, 27 years old is is pretty, you know, reasonable. Yeah. I think any time past 30 for like your first marriage might be a little too late. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been really. making this point too. I'm not saying that you should because I, I want to get married for sure around like yeah. probably 26, somewhere in there, 27. But I think as we get older, men versus women, we like we gain value. I'm not saying women don't get better as they age. Mm-hmm. But like once they get to 30 or like even 32, I think there's like a stat where the percentage of a child having autism or like down syndrome, oh. like spikes up dramatically. In a yeah. sense. So just for, you're talking about reproductive, like men can most likely have kids up into their, like you see dudes have kids sometimes like in their sixties. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. So I'm not saying that you should wait a long time, but I don't think there's enough men that are focusing on themselves and their purpose. Like, uh, so that they can have the respect in like their marriages or their relationships or their families. Cause like I said, men in a sense age like fine wine like it that's not all men but if you're taking care of yourself like physically and mm-hmm. you're also gaining knowledge you're like you're reading or you're practicing a skill like most men have no value when they're they're 18 20 like you're trying to be, they're <laughs> expecting to get the baddest girl like to go out <laughs> to do all the things but they have literally like you said they don't really have much money like mm-hmm. they don't have much status in the skill that they're There's, working on no one really knows them yeah oh my god so this goes into like um you know, going to college, my freshman, like sophomore year, like I really wasn't doing much. You know, I was working part time. I was out of relationship. I was like, you really don't have much to offer. But it wasn't until I started landscaping and stuff. And then like people started thinking like, oh, Chase has a business or Chase does work. And he does this on his own and he's cool. And he's into investing and stuff like that. And then that's when I noticed it was like uh, like girls I used to like try to try to pick on in high school now or back then when I was like younger and then, then they they started they come back you know around later when you've already kind of established you know I'm not skinny like 130 pounds no more I'm like 170 I'm pretty well built now and they come back around and start liking your story or now they kind of acknowledge you when you're walking around school or they smile and like you're like damn none of this was happening before like you've actually kind of s- sort of established yourself so like yeah, like previously, like I was never looked at at all by anybody. Yeah, and then until like you know, it you goes to show how much uh, like working on yourself can like go leaps and bounds. I know. Why? And this kind of ties into relationships too, because I know you're not too. You're not too. I know you're always focused on yourself first. Like I know the relationship is going to be something that's a proponent of your life, but yeah. you're always focused on your happiness. Yeah. But I still think there's a lot of people that are lovers, or like they get so invested into a relationship and it takes them off track yeah especially because women i'm not saying like they're evil but they're that what they want is going to be like the the best time or like all all your energy or like when you do speak to them they're going to want 
it a certain way. So I feel like if you can't, if you're not going to be able to provide that woman with a good time, then you're going to deal with a lot of shitty things that come with it. And I feel like that's what ruins the relationships. Yeah. So that was definitely with um, my, one of my past relationships I was in, whereas, whereas like, you know, I was barely, I was working, you know, but I was also hanging out with her all the time. And like, I wanted to do more, but I wasn't able to, cause I was so invested into this. And I was just, I just fell in like into like a, like a depression. I was just like, I'm not progressing. I'm not making any progress. You know, nothing's going on for me, you know? And one thing led to another, you know, she, she sees that she wants to go do what she wants to do. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to end things. So I ended things. And then from that, like that whole summer before I ended things, I was just solely just working on my own, you know, learning more into the stock market, investing, putting in, you know, so-and-so a month, going to the gym, running more, going out with my family a ton more, like hanging out and spending quality time with them. Whereas before I really wasn't used to because I was like, oh, this week I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. Yeah. Whereas now I was just like, you know, like Saturday I'm going to see if my dad wants to go fishing in Lake Isabella or just, if he wants to go hit up the, one of the ponds around here and go fishing, you know? The women don't respect – and I, that's some that's some great advice. Not enough people are definitely spending strategic time with their parents. Cause mm-hmm. I, a lot of people take advantage of the time. 6.55 oh. Sorry, tweaking, bro. Um, they take advantage, like you said, because we kind of stay in the same space. But yeah, they, they just forget to acknowledge that they're there and do stuff with them, you yeah. know. I and I think too, a lot of people don't look at their parents like they're they're humans. Like, oh, I, yeah, they, like they just look at them like their parents, like oh, like oh, my mom and my dad, but they don't look at like maybe their childhood or their upbringing or yeah. like what they're going through on a day to day basis. I think there's a lot of kids in our society and the past generation that like like to blame a lot or like take on this victim card, like everything has to be perfect in the home, like. And that's where I'm glad that people are waking up psych- psychologically or understanding themselves. But I think that's the worst thing you can do is like a, like hold a grudge or almost like hold something over on somebody based on like their upbringing. Like nobody is perfect. Like Yeah, I know. It's their first time being a parent. Yeah. Know? Like they're, they're not going to be perfect with everything. Yeah. yeah then that, that's something I also like. I really have always now, you know, I'm in a relationship now, but now I know. It's like I just can't forget about them, you know. Yeah. I, I still always make time to like, hey, I'm going to eat. You, want, you guys want food right now? Uh, sure, yeah, come on, you know, get them dinner too or something. Spend time with them. You know, just yesterday, you know, it's been hard to actually like, you know, sit down and relax when I get home because I got to study and do homework too. Um, you know, my mom and sister, they're like, hey, you want to watch a movie with us? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this homework tonight. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And I sat down, watched a movie with them, and then we talked and, you know, we were just telling each other about stuff that's been going on. It's just like, wow, I know this was needed, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about, talk, talk about respect. Because <clears throat> when you give, when you're giving too much of your time to your lady, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can't like want to spend a hell of time with her because it's good for sure. Mm-hmm. But when you're like spending too much time and you're like not, not allocating your time properly towards the things you should be. And I feel like when she starts to, she can see that like women are intelligent enough to know, like, is he hardworking? Like, is he focused on what he's doing? Like, is mm-hmm. he going to answer me or is he going to answer to my whim kind of a thing? Yeah. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the change in between your last relationship? When, like you said, you're giving a lot of your time versus maybe now you probably it's allocated more evenly. Like, okay, maybe once or twice a week, mm-hmm. like or maybe sometimes like, Hey, I'm too busy. I can't spend time this week or yeah, like so, how much that makes, like you guys actually appreciate the relationship. And when you spend time, you're like, damn, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, so I learned that, that scarcity creates value. So when you're there all the time and they're used to it, you know, they're just kind of like, oh, this is whatever, you know. 
where sometimes like my girlfriend and I now we hang out like maybe once twice a week now you know she's in you know outside of what I'm doing she's in the nursing program so she's deep into that she's studying 24 7 doing her thing so I like I respect that that allows me to have my my free time my private space you know to do the things i want and it's not always like oh you never had time to hang out with me and yada 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 it's like okay cool i found my my equal because she's so invested into what she's doing i'm so invested into what i'm doing and then you know the weekends come around you know when we have time we hang out and it's just like oh it was it was cool you know definitely needed enjoyed it a lot more you know rather than hang out with you like every day because otherwise it's it's like whatever you know yeah, you're not forcing it uh the the everyday things become mundane. Like what's what's in front of you every day, you're not gonna appreciate. Like you said, oh like, yeah, it's like walking past the same like book on your on your nightstand. It's like shit. I I've seen that book a thousand times, bro. Like nothing's different. Like something yeah. something's have to gonna have to change in your perspective. It's gonna have to something to spark that again. Or a lot of things I think a lot of people don't recognize in long term relationships is the the necessity for change. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to change themselves or accept the process of life like the flow of the river like things are going to change and by ensuing you're gonna have to change like your habits or maybe the way you see something but yeah. because we never want to do that like you said we just end up seeing the same person all the time it's like, repeating it's never ending yeah so then you're like fuck bro when that tell me about that so like when i when i see that you know i like to think when i was in my last relationship which was like i don't know two or three years ago i don't really remember i don't know what month i don't know a day yeah but um like i used to think oh i'm not whipped i'm not like <laughs> but then i'm there almost every night <laughs> eating dinner with their family <laughs> you know oh it's movie night friday let's go in her theater she had a theater in her house let's go watch a movie in there with her three dogs i didn't like yeah. you know and i'm just like i'm not whipped this man snuggled up in the blanket yeah, he got that popcorn like, she's like, feeding get, him candy get, get closer you know <laughs> like that whereas like i was like dang no i i really was but then when i got past that point and noticed like i gotta like figure something out because i don't i i want to do more than just what i'm doing right now yeah so once i ended things and then started pursuing whatever i wanted to do i was just like Oh yeah, I'm so much happier with myself rather than feeling like I have to make her happy 24/7. Yeah. So like once I noticed I was able to make myself happy first and you know from there I've understood to enjoy things more. That's it. It's it's just so fucked up when people expect you to make them happy. Like oh, you, they base their like their day, oh you ruined it cuz you did this or like oh they're in a bad mood cuz you did this. It's just like fuck so let's it's tiring yeah talk, talk about happiness in itself because there's some allowing basing your happiness off someone else in a sense like if you're constantly living your life in that sense or allowing your happiness to come from something outside of what's literally how you're seeing things or how you're feeling because if if you really look at it everything is the external like nothing it's a choice literally to say like that shit made me mad like of course you have like primal emotions and you, you're gonna react to stuff like that I feel like we are, most of us are intelligent enough to just really look at it, like watch the emotion pass by us and just be like, okay. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I have been. Because yeah, like you said, on. you don't enjoy, you don't enjoy being irritated or angry. And I think what makes me angry is when I see other people angry or when they're like in irritated moods. Like, oh, I know. That shit just like makes me irk. I'm just like, I don't even want to be around you right now. Like, don't, <laughs> like, or they're just like complaining or they're like, just yeah. like saying certain stuff. I'm just like, bro, like get away from me. Like that negative ass energy. Like, 
like like emotional people or just people that just can't learn to move forward and you know oh they're having a shitty time right now they have to make everyone else's life shitty yeah it's just like oh those are the worst people to be around and it just it bugs me because like when people are generally mad i'm just like in my head i'm laughing like damn you really can't get over it yeah what are you that angry for like you can't control your emotions yeah and go on about your day and do other stuff i don't know this is just people i don't hang around or really like to involve myself with yeah i think that's just a tough it's a tough thing because i don't think the average person like lives on those bases like they they live their life based on like what's the external like even just based on their thoughts mm-hmm. like they only think based on what the group think is like okay what's what's popular on social media right now or what's like what's the next trend or like what's the next popular song or like what what am, basically every next interest or next thought is literally curated by the external world and it's like you have the power in yourself to decide like what I what I'm interested in or what I want to see next, especially mm-hmm. the accessibility we have nowadays to yeah. kind of do as we wish. I just think it's so funny how we got to a point where it's like no one even wants to think for themselves. It's just like, no, I'll just allow these these like famous people or these rich people or like the people I follow or the people around me to kind of curate like how yeah. I think or how I move in life. It's just weird. Bro. That's just that's just weird. And then touching back because I also want to talk about like. It also sucks, like, seeing friends or people that you know that get in a relationship, and then they, that's that's it. <laughs> they're not they're not working as much anymore. You know, they're not so driven or more focused into what they really want to do. Now that, because, like, I've, like, I've come to realize, like, oh, I was kind of like that. But when you're out of that stage, you know, like, I don't need someone to make, to be happy now. Yeah. When you see other people like that, it's just, like, so irking. It's just like, fuck. I think that's what's so key about uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. And like having a good circle, because when you have friends that tell you no, that can actually check you. And it's a difference between like doing the easy thing, like don't your friend telling you don't make a stupid decision. Like, of course, every basically caring or like humanitarian person is going to tell you like, hey, don't make that decision. bro. you probably shouldn't do that. But I'm talking yeah. about like the small things, like when you guys are in the cahoots or having conversation uh-huh. and he's really able to tell you like real shit, like, bro, cut that shit out or like. And you're able just to be like, you know what, bro? I can't <laughs> lie to you, bro. I've, I've been bullshitting, bro. Yeah. And no. there's no one else in your life other, like, not your parents. Like, it has to be your peers. Like, it has to be, bro. And yeah. I think a lot of people surround them because they don't like conflict. They want to surround themselves with people that are just appeasing to them or telling them, like, yeah, bro, you're doing great. Or, like, yeah, yeah. it don't matter. Like, it, you have to be self-aware, of course. But I'm saying that what is friendships worth? if they don't do anything for you like they're just allowing you to kind of walk through life exactly and i noticed that with like kind of like my close friend circle i have now you know like i'll be telling them stuff and then they're like the fuck why would you do that yeah or like why are you doing that they're like no that's dumb you know that's not right don't do that and it's just kind of like okay they keep me in check you know what is what does the word self-discipline mean to you self-discipline is being able to prioritize getting what you want done you know whatever your goal is being disciplined enough to be able to put aside, you know, the alcohol, the smoking, the partying and going out and sur- surely just grinding on your own, doing the things that you know you need to do to get to where you want. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's that's really what all this takes. Like what I'm it's like, that's the underlying theme of it. Mm-hmm. Like so understanding that you're going to have to sacrifice, mm-hmm. like sacrifice something that you don't want to do or. Being able to tell yourself no. That's what my dad used to always tell me what self-discipline meant. Mm-hmm. To being able to tell yourself no. And then someone else told me um, what he correlated the words uh, self-discipline with. 
what you do when no one's watching so that yeah yeah so it's like all those decisions will will compound on each other and then curate something of your reality like regardless what you want to say your your past is what's created you in this moment right now Mm -hmm. like in right now and the work you're putting in is going to create your reality in the future i feel like sometimes people are constantly caught up with shit that doesn't impact them or even caught up with some shit that already happened or caught up with some shit that's in the future like a decision they haven't Mm -hmm. don't need to make yet so that's why i'm i've been thinking about that a lot lately most definitely yeah so that 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 relates to like you know with uh my last relationship there's some nights i didn't want to go and hang out because i was like i need to do something productive i need (laughs) at least read and go for a run because i didn't do any of that this week so i'll be like no like i really don't want to hang out tonight i'm gonna read and go work out or something like you don't want to hang out with me i was like no and then that i look they try to make you feel like you're you're weird or you're you know, like, why are you acting weird now? You know, because you want to read and go for a run. They don't get that. You know, I was able to say no. But when it got too much, that's what it's like. Nah, I'm not going to continue with this. Isn't shit that anymore. so weird when people ask you that? Like, why are you acting like that? And like, I, and then that's so I used to always just question that. Like, there's no such thing as acting. Like, I do understand that humans are multifaceted beings where we can put on different masks mm-hmm. and we can adapt to the room and we can change and we can yeah. play. But it's it's not as if like. I just got to a place where it's like, I'm not putting on any act. Like if I'm saying that shit, it's because I genuinely mean it. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not me trying to be like funny or trying to make you feel some type of way to manipulate. Like majority of the time, if I say something like it's real, it's yeah. true. And I think people, that shit just irritates me the most. It's like, why are you acting like that? Like yeah. don't ever say that shit to me. No, since when do you start reading or since when do you start doing <laughs> this? Oh, cause I fucking can. Like, why can't I, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just, now that I moved on, it was just like, Wow, yeah, I really still do the things I was wanting to do back then. And I'm way more consistent, you know, whether it's like, I was like, oh, I'm going to start taking vitamins every day. Oh, it's become a habit now. I take six of them before I go to bed. What, what vitamins do you take? So as far as vitamins, I take a fish oil, a calcium magnesium blend, multivitamin. And um, this one, it's like a kind of like a, not ashwagandha, but it's called alpha brain. I don't know, like Joe Rogan, he was talking about it and shit. So I was like, you know what, like, may not be real, may not be not, whatever. It may help your, your memory and your focus. Okay. Started taking that, and then I also take, like, a vitamin B12, which is primarily just for eyesight, which, like, I which I've noticed going more into school, like, it's slowly getting bad, whereas I can't really even see the board that much anymore. So that's why I started taking, supping that in as well. Yeah. No, I was just asking, bro, because you've been you're in great shape for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. So I was like, yeah, I've been taking a lot of that or like I was taking a lot of creatine specifically just for the gym and stuff. But I really just I hopped off that. I was like, you just need to eat, which I haven't. I eat a lot now. Yeah. So I don't know, put on more like more weight. Is it about is is the gym more about just like staying consistent, staying healthy, staying stronger? Or are you trying to like constantly progress? Do you want to get bigger, always getting stronger? Is there a certain point where you're like, this is too big? Or are you just always, is it like a fear where you're like, I'm running away from the self, the past self that I didn't enjoy. So you're just kind of like, now you're just like digging a hole deeper and deeper. Into the sense. Yeah, it's like never ending. Yeah. Uh, it's more so just like a habit now. If I don't go, I feel like, the fuck did you, you didn't even like work out, you didn't do nothing today. It's like. <laughs> Talking shit to yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you're just being a fat piece of shit now. So yeah. that, that that's how I see it. You know, like if I don't go and I'm just, no, oh, I'm just not going to go today. It's like. And then I'll be thinking to myself later that night, like, why didn't you go? You could have went. 
So then that's now it's just become much of a habit. But as far as like what my goals are and training and stuff, I don't know. I just want to look good naked. That's all. <laughs> like, this is true. Just, this is that's true. All. This is true. That's all. To be real. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to get. My goal is to get two hundred pounds and compete. That's not my goal. My goal is not to be like super lean and do all this. Is like no, I don't really want to do that either. I just go to go. Yeah. I don't take it really that serious. I mean, I do work out hard and whatever, you know. And I eat them out. I eat enough protein and how much I need to eat in the day. I always make sure I eat enough. But like, I really have no goal with exercising. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Cause like, I'm, I definitely like to go to the gym, and I think it's good to exercise. But I think people spend way too much damn time. Like, there's oh, no. there's people that I know that go to the gym and they'll just be there for like, like same same. Sometimes I'll go for like a workout or something. <laughs> like you'll just see that person there like every time. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But a lot of the people, even in the gym, like you said, they don't even look actually like healthy. Like they still look overweight. And then they're going more than you are. Yeah. I know. So like. And it's, it's not like I'm saying there's nothing wrong with getting gains or oh, getting yeah. big. Because I know it's easy for me to say because mm-hmm. I'm naturally a slim guy. and I'm not really ever worrying about yeah. like being overweight. But I still think that's the biggest goal I have. Like as long as I'm healthy and then, like I said, I'm getting stronger. That's all that matters. It doesn't have to necessarily be for like appearance or for like status in life. Like that's. And like you said, too, it's like as you get older and you start to say, like, how do I want to divvy up my schedule? Or like, what does my week look like? Or how many hours do I want to allocate to this? And yeah. I guarantee if some people really start to think about it, it's like the gym don't make you no money. Like the gym don't do anything for your life. Like, and I think a lot of people think that the gym, and I'm not shading on people that go to the gym because it's good. You're exercising. Mm-hmm. But it's like the gym is the, one of the easiest things that someone can do in our generation now. Cause it's like a trend. Oh, it's a trend to go to the gym and your, your winter arc, you know, oh, I'm a short, this is summer. I'm going to shred. Yeah. You know, they want to hop on all that and, you know, just like it and wear all like the young LA and whatever other brands there are and stuff. Cause it's like the, the gym. It's it, like too much of something you like cannot be good all the time for you. You know, you're yeah. doing too much of the gym. Like outside of that, what else do you fucking do? you know you're not working or doing any of that like there's so many other well, ways for sure through. but I'm, I'm also saying like this work in the gym like i feel like that's the simplest like i feel like people think that's like the archetype where it's like oh yeah i'm on my shit like you know what i'm trying to say oh yeah and it's like yeah. there's there's more to life than just like going to your like you said your part-time job and then like mm-hmm. we're doing that and like working out there's, and then you have to think about the psychology like going into the gym and like what the what the true motives is working out for and then the energy that you get from people while they're working out because i feel like it's it's more of like a size you up kind of a place or yeah you know what i mean like a, the masculine imperative or even if a woman's in there she has to have uh, confidence yeah that uh, most women aren't confident enough to maybe go to the gym because you know that majority of the demographic is going to be males so you already know that that kind of woman has to be more like assertive or more willing to step out in those areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So I'm just thinking like all those things compound and it's like, of course you go go to the gym, work hard, bro. But th- there's more to life. Like you said, like go, go for a run, maybe like even different types of exercising, like yeah. long-term weightlifting is not, it's going to fuck your body up. Yeah. So like I, I've been seeing people there I wouldn't consider them like close friends with the acquaintances. I talk to if I see them and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I'll see them in the gym. Like I'll go there in the morning to study, do homework and stuff on campus. And I see them working out and then I go to work out later in the afternoon or in the evening and there's, they're working out again. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I thought you worked out this morning. Well, yeah, but I wanted to also work out this today and this and this and this. I'm like, then do that tomorrow. Well, I don't know if I go home, I don't have anything to do. 
So they're just there, you know? It's like, oh, like, you've been here f- for so long. Yeah. Or you're going this many times a day. You need to also understand, you need to recover and do other stuff outside of just the gym, you know? Yeah, I've been, and I've been even seeing videos, like, the perception of uh, working out of the gym and getting more results. People think that going to the gym every day is, like, going to get you, like, bigger, get you stronger. Like, like you said, most of the time, you're only hurting yourself or damaging mm-hmm. your muscles. Like, you're not going to grow. Like, I've even seen some stuff where you only have to maybe work out or like weight lift, actually get three to four good workouts in a week, possibly. Oh, then you'll be good. Yeah. But I feel like people, some people are going like six times a week and they're, they're pumping iron hard as fuck, which I'm saying it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's a part of your team, but it's like, damn, bro. You're doing, overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, that like something like now my schedule, I really only work out exercise Monday through Thursday. Cause I know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be outside working. You know, it's labor-intensive work. At the end of the day, I don't want to go to the fucking gym. Like, I want to go fucking get some tacos or, you know, some birria somewhere and just chill, relax, hang out, spend time with my family or do homework and study and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, when it was different, like the summer, you know, where all I had was just, you know, there's no school. So I was like, okay, I'm, I can select what days I'm going to work and stuff. But I don't want – the gym was just getting boring to me. I was just like, For this sure. isn't it. So then I started going to MMA and to doing jiu-jitsu. And I was like, oh, this is like, almost feels like a whole new personality now. Because I'm not always going to the gym now. I won't go to the gym today because I know t- later at 6.45 or 7.45 p.m., I'm going to go fight people for like two hours and I'm going to be gassed out. And I want to perform well over there. So I'm not even going to go to the gym today. Because yeah. like it was, I really was just taking a toll on me. I was like, dude, this is boring. Yeah. The same thing every time I come. So I was like, <laughs> I started switching it up. And doing MMA and jiu-jitsu, I was just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. So I started learning a ton of that. Yeah. Tell me that, like, tell me a little bit about that then, your experiences with jiu-jitsu. Because I was going to ask literally next. That's funny that you said. Yeah. So my experiences with that is, like, it was the first sport I ever did before even the soccer. I was in jiu-jitsu. You know, for kids, it's different. You know, you're white, yellow, orange, like green, blue, purple. You know, I was, I went all the way to, like, an orange belt, and then I started playing soccer, and I was like, oh, this is, I like soccer. So I went to soccer, but, you know, after some time, you know, I, when I had my, my knee problem, and you're just surely just working and stuff, and you're going to the gym, and the gym just, I kind of got burned out, but I was like, you know what? I really like, like, wrestling, you know? I, I wrestled, like, only, like, a year in high school, like, my freshman year, but I really liked it, but I only did it because I wasn't playing soccer. I couldn't play soccer. Yeah. So then um, when I started, I was looking around town for st- places to go to and whatnot. You know, last summer um, or two summers ago, I had been to like an MMA only gym. And I was just like, dang, you know, I really like this. You know, like you learn. So it's all new to me again. You know, you're learning combos, defense, takedowns and stuff you can utilize outside of, you know, just there. You know, I could protect myself, friends, family, my loved ones, like all that stuff. So then this summer I went to a whole different place where it was mostly jiu-jitsu and MMA. And, you know, you're training with guys that are so hardcore into that where that's their whole life. They're there every morning, every morning session, every afternoon session, every evening session. You're like, dang, these guys don't work, but they work too. But they they fit their training schedule with that. That's crazy. Because they're, you know, they have goals of like, I want to, they're an amateur fighters, you know. A lot of the guys there are like 2-0, 1-0. They're just starting. But when you're there and you're learning everything that they know already you're just like every week you're getting beat up way and way less because when you first start going there you're like fuck this i got choked out like 
seven times by a little guy that was like 130 pounds, bald, probably in his 40s. And I, I looked at him. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna eat this. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's gonna be my partner after we're done doing our like jump rope and cardio stuff and hitting the back. I was like, oh, he's gonna be the first guy I go against. I'm gonna slam him. Yeah, you know, like I was able to like outmuscle him and throw him around. Dude, that dude choked me out like seven times in one five minute round, and I was just like, there's no way it's happening. So then not only like set my mind up even more it's like the muscles all that stuff you know outside really doesn't matter so it's all technique so then i was so invested into it to go like you know three four times a week during the summer and surely just dedicate myself to that and learning everything i need to know from the coach you know the people that actually compete um the mma guys jiu-jitsu guys that go in tournaments and there's mma guys that have like fights every like three or four months or something yeah. always learning from them so then like just slowly but surely you just start learning and learning and learning and then it got to a point where i was like damn i'm beating up on the people now kind of that were like used to beat me up and i couldn't know i didn't know how to fight back but now i can take these guys down and just pound on them and you know um oh like i it's like my first time i choked out my own coach in a match and you're just like dang you know your progress and everything is because you what you're just dedicating yourself to the sport and to learning and like i was so invested in that i was just putting off the gym and then once I, you know, I was doing all that or whatever, I was just like, wow, this is what I really like. If I have time throughout the week, I'll definitely go. But it's like with school and stuff right now, I really only go like once every two weeks now. Whereas before, it was in the beginning of the semester, I did go once a week, you know, to like a jiu-jitsu or like an MMA sparring session, stuff like that. I stay, still stay active, you know. Yeah. But now it's just like, dang, like I really have no time yeah. to go because I'm up late now studying a lot. Uh, that's tough bro i mean it's tough that you got to like study all the time i mean because especially because it's much harder to study some shit that you actually don't want to do like i'm not talking shit about school and that's not yeah. what you want to do uh-huh. like it's so much easier to read some shit when it's by choice like oh i selected this oh, or yeah. i'm like i gain interest in this mm-hmm. i wonder why that is but because you understand it's almost like the two sides of, of life in general like what would life look like if you're able to just do all the things you enjoyed all the time? Like, I'm not saying life could be perfect, but if you're truly able to make those decisions and be like, yeah, this is exactly how I want my week to be set up too. Because what you're talking about the gym, it's like, it's not a challenge anymore, really. Like, of course you could still go, but it's not really fun. Like, it's nothing that's actually pulling you in or making you work even harder. Cause you know, like where that will take, you know, like the end of what it takes. You're going to, you could become a bodybuilder. Like you said, you could just keep doing the same shit every day. That's, yeah, I think, like you said, well, like we've been saying, like changes is needed in your schedule consistently, like small doses of it. If you don't, then like life's gonna force you to. Like, yeah, you're, you're gonna literally hate your life in a sense. You're gonna be like, "Fuck, bro!" Like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep going to the gym even though I hate it and I do it every day. It's just like I don't want, I even want to look in anything else. You know what there else? What else there is out there? It could be in, like literally anything, though, like the gym or uh, school or like a relationship or a job maybe i feel like people are so content in our society now because things are so sedentary and everything's comfortable so they're just okay with like settling or what's like what's given to them yeah so i i just kind of thought that gym was something you know everyone could do so doing the whole mma and jiu-jitsu experience and like being around those guys you know they're probably the coolest people you can be around like no one you're never going to be made fun of you know a lot of my friends i push people to go but they're scared like oh i'm just gonna get my ass kicked and I got, like, two people to go, and, like, after that first training, oh, they were like, dude, when are you going to go again? Because I want to go again. Yeah. 
and just like oh, i'm gonna go this day okay cool i'll see you there and then they're gonna go again and then it's like okay cool like I, it feels cool knowing i can gather people out of doing what their normal routines are into like what i like and they like it and we can like grow together you know for sure well like i mean those people guaranteed didn't last because it is a lot of like training and hard work you know yeah but um but i think that helps that you're an athlete in your past too. oh it does and I mean, the, the mentality change it is. You see how dedicated these guys are to the sport and stuff. You're like, damn. Like, regardless, they're going to be way better than you because they're putting in the work for that. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't train there full time, you know, in school and stuff. But it's like, man, I want to be just as good. So I'll try to go whenever I can just to pick up here and there little things and stuff. But, yeah, no, they're definitely good people around. A lot of the guys there, um, they have, like, small businesses or they do a little something, you know um a couple of them are like police officers firemen and stuff yeah definitely cool wholesome people to be around there's also girls there too that train that will guarantee like they they'd probably choke me out the first time i went to <laughs> but they just never really the girls kind of go off to themselves and train with each other only yeah they never really train with the guys but i know damn well they choked me out in like minutes you know? <laughs> but um yeah other than that like Coming into this semester, I got asked, like, hey, you want to play indoor soccer at school? It's like an intramural sport. I did it last semester or, like, two, two semesters ago, but it was outdoor. And I was really like, uh, like, I don't know if I want to get into soccer again. But I was like, you know what? I'll do it. So I did. And then, like, the muscle, mer- muscle memory from just playing soccer in the past before, it was, like, it was still there. Like, I was, like, I scored, like, nine goals my first indoor game. And, like, we won, like, 15-0. And then in the second game, it was 7-0. I scored five. And I was just... I was playing center forward, just turning and shooting, turning and shooting over and over. I was like, damn. You, know, you definitely need it, you know? Yeah. It's something I used to enjoy doing, and that's what my whole life about now was about. Yeah. But now it's like it's cool just to do a little bit of it again. Yeah. It it's keeps you active. Yeah, I definitely haven't. I haven't touched the ball right in a cool minute, so mm-hmm. I definitely need to do something. It's just hard because I had to change my whole perspective on it because about – like that just – when I stopped playing, it just changed my perception on like – your time or like what you're giving your time to like what's right. what's worth so i think when i started doing that i was like i don't want to be one of those people that like stop playing soccer and then still like keep soccer in their life like because i see a lot of people in the game that don't know how to just let the game go like, yeah they hold on to that shit for so long or like they try to be like a coach or they try to like do they just be in the community and all that shit like yeah it's okay but i still think that's like it's, it's still like an open wound like i feel like you have to just let that for like a small bit of time like you're saying just step away and gain more interest because i think also i became just a better person like i became more interesting when i stopped playing or like mm-hmm. when i started to think outside of sports like sports used to really in my mind be everything i used to think like there's really nothing else like i would go to school but it would just still be like uh you know what i mean like sports 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 you know what i mean yeah but then i feel like when i really said like i have aspirations to do other things and i really started diving in like who am i as a person yeah and exactly you start to even think about the conversations you have with a lot of people that like love a sport so much it's like they almost don't even have a personality outside of that like they mm-hmm. like I, I i used to start to think about i would feel displaced at like practice like at, like even when i got into college like the conversation i'm having or the like just where their mind was at i was just like bro this isn't like where i should be like the people i should be spending time with you know what i mean i'm not saying of course i can't say that it's like that at every team or every community but i'm just saying i feel like that's a trait like that's it's driven like deeply. It's not only soccer, but like football, basketball. Mm-hmm. I see that archetype a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's something that people enjoy, but I think a lot of people enjoy it too much, and they make that their personality or their. Oh, there's there's football games this Sunday. 
you gotta watch i have i have to get off work early so i can go watch you know and like i've totally de dissociated myself from sports soccer i don't even keep up with my favorite team of soccer anymore yeah i don't like even care for any sports i like watching mma but that's not like every week you know that's every like two weeks three weeks or so there's like a big you know main card fights and stuff oh i like to watch that yeah. but i'm not so invested into a sport where i make it my whole personality and like it's funny you mentioned that because like i'd be making fun of my friends that are like diehard 49er fans diehard cowboy fans and i'm like dang you guys like that team so much that you're wearing another man's last name on your back isn't that kind of weird and they're like well chase leave me alone like come on like no that's another man's last name on your back like you don't you don't think about that like well, no, I don't. Well, I said that's my friend. Now he don't even wear his the jersey no more. He's yeah. like, yeah, what the? F I I seen a good quote about it in a sense where, uh, if if you're broke, then the only if the only if you're broke, then the only name the only person's name you should be wearing on your back is your family's last name mm -hmm. in a sense. So yeah, I definitely do understand that. I think like wearing jerseys, whatever, is kind of just like a community thing because I feel like it's it's like a collective. Oh. Same thing. Like say you wear a branded T-shirt. And then like someone recognizes that brand or like maybe it's a band or maybe it's some type of like, like label or something. So yeah. people, it kind of connects people like, oh, hey, are you this fan? Are you like this player? Like, oh, like it's just kind of like one of those yeah, small there's, things. There's definitely a community and you can make friends within it, but then just people just. I, I too agree because I do completely understand what you like people being invested, like getting emotional over it or like gambling addictions. Oh my God. Or just like, like you said, spending just too much time on sports are like stuff that doesn't actually impact them yeah. in their everyday life because especially because yeah. like bro they're my dad always told me this like bro they're getting paid like you're you're, you're not yeah you're sitting there watching the, the tv type they shit. don't care about you yeah they're in their you know they're on their own worlds you know making all this money and stuff and you're so like oh like um what's that one coach from colorado uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, so many people now are oh Deion Sanders. Yeah, but also you have to think about that's that's you have to give him props for the job that he's doing. Oh yeah, because he understands marketing. He understands uh -huh. how to manipulate the masses or how to like oversell his products. I mean, even in a sense, like I know you're not into football. Yeah, but nah. he 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 sold Colorado so well to college that and like hyped them up so much that they're able to probably make way more money than. If people were to truly understand the product that they were getting, they would they would be like they would understand they're being let down. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. So like that's what I'm saying. He's such a great strategist at understanding like how to set things up or to bring people over or like get people in opportunities. Like he said, that he's he's almost like tied in with the media now. It's like everyone's gonna be talking about him yeah. and his kids, like forcing his like, his family to have opportunities or all these people on this team to have an opportunity. Like mm -hmm. that's what college coaches should be doing. I'm not saying that of course, I get irritated because media start to use those people just for clicks. Like they start just taking advantage of like, hey, this is this person. Like, let's just talk about a story because this is what's hot instead mm -hmm. of just like deriv deriving a message that's meaningful or something that you actually think is important to be talked about. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. But, but the average person, like you said, they're just going to be a bot. They're just going to be like, oh, my gosh, like. Like, like I told you, they're just going to follow whatever is given to them. Like if it's in front of them, then that's what they're going to focus on. Yeah. Like they don't have a, there's not like a straight path in a sense. It's like every time you look like you're caught up with something on each side of the road, like, Hey, Hey, like, yeah, I, I just think so much people are so heavily invested. They just forget about what else, you know, what their own personal goals and what they want to do in life are. And that's like my only issue with it. But you know, other than that, like that, 
a little bit of it is is good here and there. Some people are just too much in the sports. Tell me, you've been talking about stocks and real estate. Tell me your interest in those. So my interest in stocks right now was investing long term, whereas before I tried like day trading and stuff like that. And like, I was like, wow, like I made $400 in like two minutes. And you're just like, I want to keep doing this. But then I think what my issue was is like I had a big downfall and I was like, no, I'm never going to try again. So then that's why I've kind of resorted now to a more long term strategy and picking stocks that are at their lows and buying right now because I know that they're going to always go up, you know. What? So, how are you? What are you using for your information? Like, how are you getting information on stocks? Are you uh, just like looking them up on the Internet or using an app? Um, so like I've, I've honestly, I've been on YouTube and I've learned from other people that invest in stuff on how to tell if a good stock is a stock, you know, looking at it's, you know, how it's performed its whole entire, you know, five to 10 years and stuff. It's going up 10% a year, 20% a year. Like that's, that's really good. You know, some this year, the stock could be doing really good, but, but it's just a trend right now. You know, this company is doing good because they're doing this. It's not going to, you know not going to carry its weight in the long term, you know, so you could lose money. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, as far as my, my investment plan now, I look, I primarily look for stuff that pays dividends, you know, uh, quarterly, semi-annually and stuff like that. Just for somebody that doesn't understand like dividends. Yeah. So dividends is like a payout of how many shares you have in the company. So I have like, say like 10 or 12 or 13 shares of Apple each share I have, they're going to pay me 43 cents. And, you know, I don't know how much that is. It's only 43 cents. You know, I don't have 12 shares. But regardless, I can reinvest it again. And you're just compounding it over. It's like a snowball effect. You know, you drop it at the top of the hill. It's going to gradually get bigger all the way down. Yeah. That's how I kind of see things now. Whereas, like, when I was trying to trade stocks and really I was all new to it. And I see, like, oh, people are making so much money and they're young, driving nice cars. No, that's just like crypto. I feel like that was more not, it wasn't stocks. It was more crypto for sure. Like it's more volatile. Yeah, with crypto and stuff. So, like, um, in my eyes, like, I was really, like, on my phone 24-7, putting off school, putting off everything on the outside of me. I'm working at the gym, but I'm also trying to trade stocks on my <laughs> phone. And I was like, damn. I was like, nah, I, I, it's really not for me. You need someone that's really good and it's small details and numbers and it's willing to, like, you know, not get so involved with each stock, you know, with your heart there, you know, they, they're thinking, you know, logically, oh, it's not going to perform well. I'm not going to buy it. Whereas me, it's like, oh, I'm rooting for it. I know. Wanting it's to make good. money in yeah, a sense. You're, you're forcing it to happen. Whereas people, other people are more logic and they're like, it's not going to do it. Well. Also with day trading, you have to understand like how you deal with risk and like how you are with uh, money. I was terrible with risk management. And I know that was the number one thing, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to put 2K in this and I know it's going to do good. And I wasn't looking into all the small details. I was looking in the media and the press and, you know, what the CEO tweeted about that morning. And there's people like that look all into that. And then that's how you lose money. So then that's why I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Because yeah. like when you when you've invested so much and then you're just at that point, you're just gambling. You're gambling on, you know, you're looking to hit this big ticket or something. You know? For sure. Because then I think sometimes even with stocks, like if you don't actually understand the skill, like you said, it just becomes about money. Like it's not actually like, of course, everything's about money. Mm -hmm. But I I have a weird thing about in life is when you only care about the dollar sign, that's like that's when your life is going to be fucked. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not saying money doesn't hold value, but if you literally just do everything just because of the dollar, then the dollar is going to like run your world. Like it's going to make your decisions like 
like you should you, in a sense you should attract money mm-hmm. like of course i'm not saying that you should not use like you said if you understand how to take advantage of the stock market whether it's a short term or long term you should use that to your liking or your advantage yeah but, but i still think like it's there's probably most most of your most people most of the time are only going to use that as like maybe like you said just a way to make more money like have their money working for them like while they're sleeping in a sense like it's not just passive income really yeah like or, or just have something to sit back on like hey over the years i've been like you said just compounding it's like surely what do your what are your goals like for your portfolio do you do you just want to like stick with a handful of stocks like maybe four to five stocks and then just keep investing over like the next like 30 40 years yeah. or do you like want to diversify do you want to get into different types of companies and yeah what are your thoughts on that um uh, my thoughts on that now you know before you know it's, it's really what your what your personal goals are i want to make as much as money as i can at a young age so i'm gonna go into more riskier stocks you know stuff that's it can do well and it can do very bad but you know i've i've already considered and understood you know things about them now i really have like um like maybe like two to four stocks i really only invest in which is apple uh tesla well yeah i've had them since they were like four hundred dollars a share when they first started so i was like i'm gonna hold on to that for sure and then home depot and uh, this other one called uh, nvidia so what is nvidia like what kind of business do they do all i know it's just like a, a tech company small startup but like what i do like about them is like their their performance you know i may not look into them and what they do much but every year they're going up 10 20 percent the same way apple is so that's why they're more safe to go with yeah i'd say that's probably one of the more less informed ones i am in only because i've just started um investing into them more yeah my my friend nick is because we can get into real estate right now in your perspective but one of my my friend nick kind of agrees with you in a sense where he's trying to find like riskier Mm-hmm. riskier startups because it's almost like a it's like a, a penny slot in a sense like you put in like you can buy some like a, a shit ton of shares as soon as the company opens up and like if you end up hitting on one of those like you said you basically it's, it's not like it's very low it's very low risk in a sense you know what i mean yeah. but a high reward so, I, so but then like you said it just takes like that's what i was wondering because he was using this app called weeble and it's yeah. kind of you ever use that app before yeah i I don't, well, I pull all my money out of Weeble and put it into Vanguard into my uh, retirement account. So, yeah, I don't use Weeble anymore, but I still go on there to look at, um, you know, um, stocks. I think it's a lot much more better platform to use if you're looking to see, like, on if you go to Apple, you scroll down a little and it tells you, like, what the news is talking about it. Exactly. And stuff like, oh, people are saying it's a hold. People are saying to buy. How many people are saying to sell? It's way more informative than Vanguard is. So I still use it. Um, pretty heavy when it comes to investing, but I just have all my stuff in Vanguard. Okay. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I think the f- the first time we had spoken, uh, Nick, I still have him on Instagram, and like sometimes we we like uh, we text here and there now. You're think you're thinking about Luis. Oh, that's Luis, right? Yeah. Oh, Luis with the. Um, I don't think you've met my friend Nick before. Nick. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking it is Luis. Yeah. Okay, it's Luis. Yeah. Yeah, but you know him and I have had like after we had the podcast and I got him on Instagram, like we're texting and shit like that, and we still text. Yeah, I'm supposed to have him. I I texted him this week. I was like, I want to see if I could have him over and just have a discussion, like where he's been at in life, like just what his thoughts are on some stuff. So yeah, I definitely should be releasing that video too. 
Yeah, but apart from stocks, like crypto, I've been like right now it is still considered a bear market, and they're saying oh it's gonna go back into a bull market. So right now I'm willing to take the risk, you know, with how much risk there is. But then I also think like, well, I'm at a younger age. I'm okay with having more risk. So I've been investing pretty heavy into Ethereum and uh, this new one called uh, Render, which is more of like an AI-based platform and 3D renderings and stuff like that. That's getting talked about a lot right now and getting a lot of hype behind it. You know, right now it's only like a dollar seventy cents or something, and it's been at seven dollars before. But the next bull run, they're saying, oh, it's gonna be more than seven. So like those are my go-to right now. It's just those two. So how much? Are, how many shares in like one sitting are you buying? And like, are you doing it weekly? Are uh, you doing monthly? Yeah, weekly. You know, after each time I get paid, you know, after each weekend, you know, I'll throw maybe a hundred bucks in Ethereum, a hundred in you know Render. You know, like as far as Ethereum, I have like three, three and a half shares of Ethereum, and then Render. Like I don't know, I have like thousands of it yeah. right now because it's it's very low price. But like I know damn well, like if the market does well again, I'm gonna pull that money out. For sure, it's only it's only gonna it's only gonna help me so I can you know get into real estate. What's so like leading leads our conversation? What are your interests in real estate? So my interest in real estate is like I right so I like right now, I'm not spending a lot out anymore. I'm really conservative like about my spending because you know with landscaping I was just like oh wow like I'm doing a lot better. I could buy a lot of like more things I'd wanted. I'm kind of past that where it's like, okay, you know. Doesn't phase you? Doesn't really phase me anymore. So I'm like, okay, I'm more concerned on saving and, you know, what I spend on. And, you know, I'm smart about it now. So, like, now I'm like, like I want to get in next year, get my own property in town. Whether it's a duplex or a single family home, I'm already looking at a few and stuff. And, like, getting an idea, talking to realtors that I don't work for in the past. Or, like, I have people that are, I have friends that are realtors now that didn't go to school. I'm like learning from them and stuff. I sat down and talked with the lender and discussed, you know, as far as like my age, what I need to do to come up well, you know, as far as taxes, uh, how much I need to make if I want to be able to afford a house this much, what type of loans there are, stuff like that. Cause I wanted to get more informed on it. Cause that's something I definitely want to get into early. Yeah. So you said, uh, a co- apartment complex or a duplex uh, a duplex so it's like a like a multi-unit home you know two families can live you know there's there's two basically uh, houses on one property you know you can if i use an fha loan or something i have to live on the property for at least you know a year before i can rent it out whereas if i like i use a traditional you pay 20 percent down or something you can rent it automatically you know looking at from my perspective is it definitely to use an fha loan so you're only paying 3.5% down, you know, which is like if if you're looking for a house that's like 300,000, you're only putting 10k down or like like 9 9 grand down. Something like that very low, you know, whereas like 20%, I don't know. So, so what what are the what are the differences in like what are what are the pros and cons in a sense like there's is there's a reason why in a sense. Yeah. So, if you don't use a FHA loan and you put your 20% down, there's no PMI. So, if you use an FHA loan, you're going to have more interest and you're going to end up paying a lot more in the long term, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you pay 20% down, you there is no PMI. So then there's... Probably have a better payment interest. rate as well, like easy yeah. transition. But you're just saying because you're young right now, the mm-hmm. more opportunity probably would be the FHA loan. FHA loan. And then just off of like what I've learned from other people is this, if you still have an FHA loan, to use it on a multi-unit property. So like I'm looking at places by CCB or somewhere by BC, you know, people that 
want to live close to the school or so just moving from a different city or something yeah sure. something like that where they commute somewhere to work or like there's a travel nurses that come here and there's programs for that where they just need a place to stay for two years they're going to be here two years and then they're going to be gone so then here you can be um, a part of programs that provide stuff like that that's dope bro yeah i'm a def- something i'm definitely manifesting so like on like two of my whiteboards in my room it's like get a house 2024 get a house and i i i'm very confident i should be able to with you know because i'd be writing it off through my business so through my business one it's gonna be right off you know less taxes or whatever i have somewhere to keep all my equipment truck trailer all my tools all my wheelbarrows shovels rakes like i have so much of that now i need somewhere to keep it yeah and plus you can get out the house too you have a space to live oh yeah no definitely which i think like something like i really want to do because i know it only ha- make me even more mature as a person yeah you know so like it's definitely something i'm pushing for yeah do you, you believe in manifestation tell me about mm-hmm. like what hell yeah so uh one big manifestation i had going in landscaping was was like i'm gonna have a dump trailer but like right now there's no way in the world i can afford one because they're expensive you know and like i remember you know i got my first little trailer it was like 600 bucks Ended up spending like twenty five hundred into like making it taller, the gate all welded so it can drop down. You can roll in and out of it, reinforcing it, new tires, brand new glossy black paint, so it's like this red rusty color that it was. Yeah, made it super nice. And then you know, come around like that's that was my main thing. Like if anyone ever knew me or like I hung out with them, they know that like Chase wants to get a dump trailer. It's like where does he he wants a dump trailer like for his business because it's gonna do so much wonders for him. And then it came to a point where it was coming to like before this summer, I was like, I don't want to use this trailer because otherwise we go to the dump every time to load all the trimmings, dirt, rock, whatever we got from jobs. We either shovel it all out and you're out there in the middle of summer just shoveling that shit out and you're spending 45 minutes to an hour there. Now it only takes like five minutes of the dump trailer. Just boom. Just that, that amount of time. I'm in the truck back in it. And then like we have me and my guys, we have like a little system now they get out take the tarp off, open it up, make sure the doors are latched to the side so they don't just start swinging when I dump it. Dump it. We're good. Down. Let's go. It's so funny how the, the small things can really uh, like just make life so much easier. Yeah. So I'm they, not saying that that milestone for you or your steps in manifesting, like manifesting that is small in any bit. But I'm just saying like something like a small minuscule change can just make life, like I said, just a breeze, bro. No, yeah. And then when it came to the point where I was like, I need to buy a dump trailer before this summer because I don't want to do that again. So I was looking around online, contacting all these people. I was going to meet up with a guy in L.A. and he was going to sell it to me for like, like I think it was like 5300 or 5300 And um, I was like, I got cash. He's like, cool, yeah, we'll meet halfway. That day comes around. Yeah, I never hear anything back from him. But I had the, the money on hand. So I was like, well, fuck, like, I could have bought it, but now he's saying like, "Hey, unless it's for fifty eight hundred, I'm not gonna sell it because I have a guy over here." I was just like, "Okay, he's just doing a little tactic, like he's trying to get my money out of me, you know." So I was like, "No." Well, then someone finally called me, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm, I saw I got your message that you wanted my dump trailer for sale," and I was like, "Yeah," and I should have told him, "I have cash on hand right now. Are you available?" And it was like nine p.m., and he was like, "For real?" I was like, "Please, I want to take a look. I could buy it tomorrow." He's like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. So he sends me an address. I go like downtown Bakersfield. 
and I get there, and he walks out, and he still got it hooked up to his trailer, and he he has a haul off business. He's one of the biggest haul off businesses in town, but he's looking to sell it because he doesn't need anymore because he has like three other trailers, and he just didn't need that one anymore. It's too much space, so he was like, "Well, yeah, everything works." I'm looking at it, and I was like, "Damn, I want to get this so bad." Like, I was like, "He's like, well, he's asking like, like fifty five hundred for it," and I was like, "Look." I have 5,100 right now because I was supposed to buy one today. He was like, really? I was like, I have it right now. I already took out, you know, the extra 200 bucks and threw it somewhere else in my car. So I had an envelope with 5,100 in it. I have it right here. I was like, I'll buy it. He was like, deal. And I was like, yeah? He's like, yeah. Okay. He counted it. And he was like, he's like, dude, no way. I was like, and it's like nine it's like 10 p.m we're still talking and stuff and he's like asking what i'm gonna do with it and i'm 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 understanding why he's selling it because he got fucked over by a contractor in town that was overusing it for work and wasn't paying him at all and stuff like that so he needed the money because it's behind on mortgage and you know other payments insurance and stuff. it was like, a good transaction for the both good and he, he heard me on re- my reason why i needed it because i was just starting a business and this is only gonna help me even more so he empathized towards that so he was like oh hell yeah i'm gonna help you out him and I still talk to this day, and I send him work. He throws me work, and some jobs. Um, we have a job coming up this month where we're gonna work together on it, cause I can't. It's it's a lot of work. He's gonna be there with his guys to help. I'm gonna be there with my guys to do all the landscaping. He's gonna be there with all the demo and removing and stuff like that. So I was like, wow. So that night when I got the trailer, um, I got back to my house and bro, I like I came out. I was fucking. I was like, I was like teary eyed. I was like, fuck, like I got it. Like, this is crazy. I chill out in my front yard just looking at it. I was like, it's, it sounds so stupid. You know, this fucking dumbass trailer. But it was like the potential with this, though, that it could bring, you know? Yeah. And I remember I pulled up or my guys came to work uh, that next morning. And they're like, oh, you rented? Because I used to have the rent dump trailers from people off, like, Facebook Marketplace, which is, like, the shittiest thing ever. Like, these people were stealing trailers and then renting them, you know? Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, I was tired of it. And they're like. Oh, like oh, you, you rent you're renting a different one this time? They're like no, and they're like, I'm like, um, it's ours. And he's like, really? It's ours? I was like, yeah, we don't have to rent one no more. They're like, fuck, like they're all hyped too because they under they they have been with me there so when I just had a truck, and they were just looking to get extra money, you know, make money, and then they're with me with the other trailer, the first little shitty one i you know built up or whatever yeah and this one man now they're just like fuck you know this makes life so much easier because they're not there with me for an hour at the dump shoveling everything out and stuff for sure it was like that much of a difference so i had, I had just manifested it like on my boards in my room i was always every day just looking at them online and you know the the pros and cons of them and i could use it for other stuff too you know haul offs um, people need help moving like furniture and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, I could pick up that job. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where it's like a synchronicity in life, and that's why I think the beautiful part of life. It's like there's no, there's no such thing as coincidences, and that's why I said like it just, mm-hmm. like you said, all those things fell into place. And I know, of course, you could look at it as like a cause and effect, but I truly believe like all those things fell into place for that specific reason for you to get that emotion or to get that feeling or how it. How it even took time for you to actually get that, like, so that you could appreciate it or, like, mm-hmm. to truly research it or want it enough to say, like, okay, when I do get it, it's worthwhile. Like you said, that 
like how and how much it changed the perspective of the people that you're working with and how mm -hmm. it changes your perspective like it's it revitalizes you guys as well like now you want to go even harder like damn it's, oh. for yeah sure. so th this is the kick out of it so when i'm out working in my truck trailer my guys and stuff my crews you know i'm driving around bakersfield all the time going job to job and when i see the old company I used to work at we're driving by each other they got their truck and trailer and i see the manager in there they used to get arguments with and he's like this looking at me when we're driving by and because he he knows like what my truck and chair looks like now and stuff it's like damn <laughs> i escaped like look at me now <laughs> ah, fuck your trailer mine's better <laughs> for sure it's like that mindset like just oh. like that envy that that irritation like yeah fuck you but you remember me yeah <laughs> no i just remember you used to throw you threw dirt on my face that day when we were in taft and it was like 110 you know yeah. i seen this one video about like doing stuff because like you said you'll you'll always remember those things in a sense uh-huh and so i say like you have to work so hard that that you don't even remember these people because i definitely have people in my life that i that i felt like were very vindictive because i don't know i have like this personality i've even had, i've had this conversation with a lot of people bro but i just had this personality where i feel like people like there's certain people that i talk to that just like don't like me like they're they're just like you can tell they're just like a weird ass just sense it. yeah I feel mm -hmm. like that it reoccurs, especially like maybe because I'm outspoken. I've always been like I kind of just speak how I feel, and I feel like sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, or maybe sometimes my mannerisms, maybe the way I carry myself, I don't know. But I would sometimes take that so personal, or I'd be like, like you said, having almost like vendettas, or mm -hmm. I'd be like doing shit in spite of that person, in like, spite of that. Yeah, and so it's like, like I'm saying, you have to truly just work so hard that you mm -hmm. don't even remember these people because. Because then you have to really like sh hollow it out for a second and really think like, am I doing these things just because of the hatred of someone else, or, like the envy of someone else? Or am I doing these things because like I'm self like intrinsically motivated to get this task or yeah. complete this goal? I mean, it's, it's definitely part of, a part of it, you know, when people, you know, you just they rub off weird and you get this weird vibe from them and you're like, yeah, I know that guy. He doesn't really fuck with me, you know, I mean, that's definitely part of it, you know, but like there's no better feeling when you've like done something. Or you're establishing something on your own and it's like going good for you. And then you look back and then, you know, the person that was shitting on you for it is just kind of like just just watching at least or knows of it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I feel way better now, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, and besides like, you know, seeing my old co-workers and stuff drive around and, you know, seeing them and their, their you know, their business, the trucks and trailers and stuff. You know, they there was this time where our, uh, the manager, he ran into my dad. You know, they, they were going somewhere to like a job in Lake Isabella. And my dad was going there, and he saw that they're pulled over on the side of the road because they got a flat tire and stuff. So my dad hopped out, and my dad was like, hey. Um, and then they knew my dad. So like, oh, you're Chase's dad, right? They're like, yeah. And they're, like, and they're always asking him whenever they see him now because, like, my dad's everywhere. And they always, I don't know how he ends up always meeting these guys and seeing him again. Hey, he's doing well, huh? He's like, yeah, he is. Like, he's got his own business, and he's landscaping, and he's going to school. And they're like, wow, like, great, you know? Whereas before, like, I know, like, uh, I was, like, just dealing with those guys. They're assholes. Yeah. You, you know that they didn't believe in you or, like, they didn't think much of you in general. Like, they didn't no, respect yeah. your, your like, presence or your time or your energy. No respect. And I was just looked down upon, you know. And, like, now, like, I'm over it, you know. But it's cool. Like, at the moment when it happened, it was just, like, like, oh, it was, just, like, it was so, like, deserving, you know. Because, like, those guys, they, you know, they were just, they were just fucked up to you, you know. So I was just like, that was definitely part of the motivation to do better because I don't ever want to go back to doing any of that. Yeah. Do you do you believe in God? I do. I was I, so I, 
I wouldn't consider myself someone that's super religious or, you know, I go every Sunday morning. But, you know, for the sake being to read and understand and, um, you know, I look into it and, you know, there's, there's a lot of good values it, it can give you, you know, being religious and stuff. Well, I think, like you said, the, the conversation definitely is separate, like religion and then just believing in God. So just like so yeah, you well, have. I, I definitely believe there's a higher power, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's not something I'm super like into or, you know, go heavy into. It is something that this year I want to get closer to um, being on. I mean, I put it down on like my whiteboard and get get closer to God, you know, one way or another, you know, um, you know, with that, with a girlfriend I'm with now, she goes every Sunday Catholic, you know, her. She talks to me about it now. I talk to her about it and just beliefs in general. And, you know, um, so I think like you're saying, uh Religion constructs your, your like ethics and your morals. Are, is it? Can you not hear? Yeah. Okay, I can hear now. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just like move or something. But um, re- I feel like religion constructs your morals, like your ethics, like you're saying, and then yeah, like your your simple belief is. I almost see. It, and I'm not saying that the God isn't real, because like you said, I'm a believer. But it's almost like tapping into your unconscious. Uh-huh. It's like meditating, like having just. Uh, Sitting on your thoughts and pondering them, I feel like can take you a long way, or like you're saying, or having a conversation or being grateful for the things in your life. Like when you're constantly reciting that information or you're spending time to yourself, I feel like that's how that's when you're gonna understand yourself better or like become more in tune for where you're at in life. Like I feel like you can you can always go to church or you can always do those things, but I feel like those it's like of course a message, like I said, it's gonna teach you the ethics, but it's not gonna like take you, like you're saying, to make you feel more fulfilled or make you feel closer yeah so I, and i think it's like on an individual basis like everyone should take like self-responsibility maybe for that because you even understand your purpose because even some of the things you're bringing up to me bro it's really stuck it's just crazy like even how you, the synchronicity of i'm sure there's many more things in your life that are happening mm-hmm. like if you slow your life down like a lot more you're able to like navigate mm-hmm. or like see the things come up in your life and it would recognize and seize opportunity yeah because you're even talking about like your dad having to like just maybe see those dudes on the side of the road, like mm-hmm. just like things that like by hap chance happen or like the things just end up syncing up. And I feel like that's just it's you can truly be intentional with those things and start to like see like it's not you euphoric wouldn't be the word, but it would just be like like seeing 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 and experiencing things you really couldn't believe. Yeah, and then I I think. You know, um, God or religion in general is, like, good for a lot of people that need it or in, like, you know, the lowest times of, you know, their life and stuff. You know, um, uh, there's guys that have worked with me that, you know, that are at a men's home and they go there strictly, you know, they're there until they're rehabilitated and they're fine, you know, reborn. They're in there for this program until they get to, like, a certain amount of the program where they're allowed to go out and work. You know, I become really close with the pastor you know, there's been times in my life where I was at my lowest and I just needed someone to talk to and I talked to the pastor there. And he understood, like, you know, he talked to me things. Like, you know, I was just needed someone to talk to. You know, I wasn't going to go out and just talk to anyone. If I talk to my mom, I know what she's going to say already. If I talk to my friends, I know what they're going to say already, you know. I wanted to talk to him. And, you know, for him, from him being there for me and just understanding why things are going the way they are and you just need to go with the flow. You know, it helped calm me down and simmer, simmer, simmer things, you know, with stuff I had going on before I just made big, you know, decisions that yeah, could have just 
mess things up long term wise. Either like you, it's a kind of a point in life where you really could have gone either way. If yeah. You, if you don't mind me asking, like, what are some things in your life, like, or even like maybe things that you could like vocalize to help other people out there, like maybe that could be in similar places. I would just say like when you're at your lowest times is definitely the time where you put more time in yourself and do what you like doing and understand there's you have a much bigger purpose than what you're already doing. You know, I was I wasn't happy. Things weren't going well with my family. And I knew at that time I was like, okay, at this moment, I need to get my shit together. Somehow I'm going to make it happen, you know. So and I made it happen. You know, I was working on my car and if I needed a truck, the pastor would let me use his truck. So I would drive to his house from my friend's house, go to the, the church, be there in the mornings, eat breakfast with the guys like, okay, well. Can a couple guys come out to work with me? I can pay them. He's like, yeah, it's him and him. Okay. As long as they're here before this time. Like, all right, well, we're going to go work until then. And I was going, taking with me in this truck, going, doing jobs, going door to door. I was like, I only have one job today, but I need enough so I can pay these guys. So I pull up, we're walking through a neighborhood door to door, bugging, bugging, just bugging and bugging and getting just, you know, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, 120, just compounding like that and i'm like okay well i had a good day today I could pay these guys we're back at this time and you know him being there for me and to support me and like he understood what i was going through with the family and stuff it was just like perfect and I, that also enlightened me even more you know so why you know things happen and how to get through things i could have just said like i could just been sitting around depressed and like not done anything but i know i was like no it's like, nah. Like, do you so? Do you believe in? Because uh, this is like a conflicting conversation. Do you believe in depression? Like, do you believe in as like an actual illness? Like, do you think that depression is a, an illness that you can't like reverse? Like, it's something like a people be saying it's like your neurochemistry or something like the yeah. balance of your transmitters, your dopamine in your brain. Yeah. To be honest, I don't. I don't think it's real. Okay. I think, you know, it's kind of just like uh it's a phase. Self it could be a phase, you know, you're you're self diagnosing yourself. You know, it gets pushed onto us so much by like by doctors and just society in general. I hear so many people at school talking about they're taking antidepressants or they're going to therapy and stuff like that. It's you know, a lot of it's because, you know, they're experiencing uh moments in their life that they haven't experienced before, so they don't know how to react to it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I hear so many people talking about what their therapists are telling them and, you know, what happened. Oh, my boyfriend cheated on me. Now I have to go to therapy because of it. It's like, you know, it could, it could be on. And that all goes into the upbringing, how the person is as a person. You know, a lot of that plays into it. But I, from my point of view, you know, for me personally, there was just no being sad because, like, I want to go up and get shit done and go do things. And I mean, I, I just fueled, you know, those, those, all those emotions I was feeling into the greater. For sure. Cause that's what I take from everything really. It's like a, everything is like two, two sides of life. And like, I was even saying, I wanted the last pods, like it's corny to be positive nowadays. Like you can't, mm -hmm. you can't be a positive guy. And then people actually respect you. Like they'll look at you like, look at this clown ass dude. Like you, if you're saying like motivational things or like you're saying mm -hmm. like, something that actually builds the spirit or build the mind yeah. and that's how i know we live in a nihilistic and a negative society where everyone is so like they're just pessimistic they don't believe in anything bigger than themselves so, yeah and i think it's just two sides of the coin like if you of course like you said you're gonna have hard times in your life but if you 
if you choose for it to be more difficult then shit it's gonna probably be harder for you like Mm -hmm. that's what you believe like i think your belief system is what's gonna take you on a journey like you have to i've seen this one video it's like depression is a a a life's life sign for the call out for change in your life like yeah like if, if people start and they some people use it as a crutch like you're saying to take advantage to be a victim but um, I but I think it's like you said it's just a part of life like yeah. you have to I'm not saying that anyone's hurt is more or less than anyone else's uh, like, yeah cuz that's also crazy too to, to think that everyone is like going through mm-hmm. like their own issues like dealing with their own misery but I just think there's too many people like you said that are taking diagnosis that they don't like you said we're experiencing or stepping in the waters that we haven't tread yet so mm-hmm. it's like we're just over over generalizing or over medicating instead of actually talking things out it's yeah like, even like situations like this like actually just talking i heard that a stat i don't it's just like your your chances of like letting go or removing thoughts from your brain you have to speak them if you always suppress those thoughts down mm-hmm. and like you said that doesn't have to be I think what other people best than the people in your life. Like I understand sometimes that your relationships can become like taxing or you don't really want to talk to the people. Cause like you said, you already know where they're going to go or you know yeah. that the chain of advice, they don't have that, that place to speak from necessarily. But yeah. I still think you have to be able to speak to the people in your like life that you love and then express to them like what you're going through. Yeah. Cause, cause it's, it's weird when you're just talking to a stranger, like it's like different, I, you know, yeah. that, that, that's what I felt like I needed to do. I was, I know, again, like, I had suppressed so much of, like, what I wanted to say and what I was keeping in my mind on how I felt. Like, I wasn't speaking any of it, but I went to the pastor and talked to him about it. I was like, fuck, I feel so much better now. It was that easy. And I'm not going to, like, now I think of it as, you know, if something bad happens, you're not just going to get pushed on the floor and let them keep kicking you in the fucking face. Like, you're going to get up and change, you know? So that's exactly how I thought about it. So through change, it was just going to work. I know I'm going to get somewhere. Uh, my end my end goal is this i'm gonna get to it by doing this you know i had this all on my board where it was just like what my goals were how i'm gonna make this much money right now where i'm at what i need to do is just here i need to market more i need more right now i need to do more door to door if i want to come up with this much this week there i do that persistently i'm definitely noticing that you're big you're a big proponent of writing things down like seeing it yeah and i mean i do it a lot now like i put you know, what jobs I'm going to do, you know, my estimates, what homework I need to get done. And then on this board, I have like, you know, what I wake up and I look at every morning, you know, it's like what the game plan is for this year and what things I'm going to be able to cross off that I did, you know? Yeah. If not, then we'll do it next year, you know, but at least I got these. So yeah, definitely. Where did you pick that up? You just see like that trait in a lot of successful people like that they write their goals out or like they visualize it or did you read it in a book? Um... I may have seen it somewhere. I'm sure I did to get the idea. But like, I mean, that's something I've kind of just started doing more when like I was more serious about what I wanted going on for myself. Yeah. You know, besides just going to school and working part time. I was like, no, I want to be more than that and just be able to do the max, you know. So then that that way, when I started going to that more, there's so much different opportunities when you kind of just tap into landscaping. You're going to this, 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 this. I was writing this all down on my board, breaking into, you know, one summer, real heavy. I was hitting like solar cleaning and stuff. I was like, how am I going to do that? Well, I cleaned the solar on my house. Went up there, cleaned it all, took a picture, posted it everywhere on there. And I started getting people calling me up. 
I was like, okay, well, I can advertise their work now. Yeah. People, the people I did work for back then, they're going to call me up next somewhere to do it, you know? Yeah, it's just like, a, in a sense, I see this as like creativity or like imagination. Like you actually have like room to like work with or play with. Like, yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about working off your dreams and your inspiration. Like mm-hmm. when you're just working and you're doing some shit that don't matter to you, that's when you're literally going to give like the bare minimum effort. Or you're just going to like, ah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, but when you're actually engulfed in it or you enjoy it, you're able to, like you said, bounce all these different ideas. Like, oh, oh I could be doing this too. Yes, I'm this. doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's mm-hmm. like addition instead of like a, constantly people are trying to subtract thoughts or like take things out of the scenario. It's like mm-hmm. the best times is when you're adding new thoughts, like even pertaining to depression. Like mm-hmm. you have to add new ways to look at life or new perspectives. And because obviously the one that you're living through right now is not getting uh-huh. you to the point where you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's why a lot of people come depressed or just sad with themselves because they're not doing what they truly want to do or they have something that's always in their mind and they want to do it, but they're just not starting. Yeah. So they just constantly, and that was me. Like I, I just, my my thing was like, I want to just start making like a good amount of income and that was it. And But I'm like, I'm not doing that right now. So that's why I'm fucking so down on myself. That's why I feel I'm like, I'm not where I need to be. That's why I feel like I can't go out and hang out. Yeah, when even though I could, because I just wasn't doing anything, <laughs> and you're just thinking about it all day, and then when it finally comes, you're just like, "Oh, I'm actually doing it now," yeah. and like I'm not fucking down all the time. I I can completely agree, bro. Because I I've just this is had the whole situation with this. I know like it's progress, uh-huh. and it's all about improving the skill. Like you're not gonna be perfect at something when you first start it. Like over time, it's gradual improvement. Yeah. Like you said, I'm just a person where I'm like a perfectionist. Like when I do that shit, I want to be good at it. Like same thing how you're saying like an MMA or jujitsu or Mm -hmm. like when you get into landscaping or like as you get older, everything is like, I want to be like the best. I want to be at least optimal at it, Mm -hmm. efficiently good. So I think it's, I'm, I was extremely fearful just to put myself out there. I mean, I still haven't, Mm -hmm. but I, I think like this go around when I actually record, like in the past couple recordings I have, like I'm planning on just releasing them and stop just like getting over myself. Like this, this, because I think about all the things that, like you said, you wake up every day with the same thing on your mind, so like the same thoughts every day. But it's yeah. like, are you actually going to enact on those or mm-hmm. move upon those or do the things you know you need to do? Yeah. And, if, and it's like the further and further you get away from them, the more idle you become, like you said, and the more you like you it almost feel, it doesn't feel right because like, I, I don't even necessarily. Say, ah. There's still these ones, right? Yeah, I know, but just this memory part. Oh, it filled? Yeah. Okay. Um, it didn't fill just the memory card last space. I need to yeah. make sure. Because I, I think this is actually the longest I've probably recorded since I've been doing this. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. We've been doing like two hours, but definitely going over two hours, I'll usually just be like, all I right. by fast. For sure. But... Where was I at? Um, just this, doing, this. waking up and doing things that you're not that you want to do, but you're not, you know, acting on them. Yeah, it just it just puts you in a certain place of idleness, bro. And then when you don't have like something more for yourself, then you don't you don't have anything to feel like purpose. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing on a daily basis to be a better man? Or yeah, like, do I feel I have responsibility held to a certain community? It's like when you when you have people depending on you, I feel like that gives you more life. Oh, it does. Like, you know, and having, you know, a guy that's worked with me for over a year now, you know, Anthony, and I met him, just, he hit me up. 
he was like and i didn't even know who he was and he was just like hey if you ever need an extra hand let me know and i really considered it and like he's been with me over a year now starting you know so uh, september you know it was this full year he's worked with me three four days a week some jobs i can leave him there and manage other guys and i really want to push him into that management role where sometimes i don't even have to be there because he's learning from me and what i know already and how to talk to customers so he can be there and kind of be like the overhead and manage and you know run a couple other guys that are be working with him that day so like um you know knowing that like hey you know i can't let him down you know he's invested so much with me you know He's been with me where I had like the shittiest equipment, the shittiest tools. You know, I only had the truck, you know, then I got the trailer and the dumb trailer. He's been with me through all that. He's seen it just slowly just grow. And like, I just feel like I'm at a point where I can't let him down. You know, I have to make sure that I'm pushing out work so he can still work, you know, and provide for his girlfriend. And then, you know, all the stuff that he has going on in his own personal life. So then just, just that extra little bit of weight on your shoulder, it's just like, okay so I, I really need to just push myself and yeah you know he's he's relying on me for work so i know damn well like i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it so we can both stay busy for sure like you said like just being tapped into something bigger than yourself so mm -hmm. that you know it's like even if i do start to like lose lose some gas in the tank type shit i already know that like there's something that's keeping me going because mm -hmm. if you literally only depending on yourself like you're you're gonna fall you're gonna fail yeah you need a community of people that are like speaking with you or working with you yeah like, for sure um but i mean yeah then that like some mornings it's like it's real hard but like still like you know we're in the truck whatever how, whatever my vibe is is what they're gonna be feeling you know <laughs> i i set the tempo so like when we get there in the truck no matter how shitty i'm fucking tired you know i got i got beat up by like a little last guy in mma the night before and my fucking neck and like i could barely fucking turn <laughs> and i'm like this talking to people and I get in there, and I was like, I set the tempo of how it's going to be the rest of the day. So I need to be as, like, positive, crack some jokes, you know, get them to wake the fuck up because it's early. Yeah. And, yeah, so we have a good good performing day. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, bro. Um, I think even that's what, like, holding on to some of these friendships, too. Like, I'm glad that I'm able to use this space, mm -hmm. like, this podcast. I kind of build, like, a small community of people, like, of like-minded individuals. Yeah, definitely. So, because... Cause that you guys keep me motivated too, bro. Like mm -hmm. when I speak to you guys and I see you guys like working hard, you guys are progressing on your goals. That's when I'm like, damn, bro. Like I got to get on my shit. Like mm -hmm. I have to focus on my dreams, or, like what I need to do in life. So I think bringing people in like you, or just the things you have going for yourself, is a like I told you before. Like you're a walking mm -hmm. inspiration for young men that want to do something for themselves. Like that. I want to just get started on what they want to do. Like, cause like I said, I remember just the first time of having small conversation with you or like, even us just, even to the point of, you could go further back where we didn't even appreciate yeah. each other's time at all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But like, we don't have to be like best friends for me to like, still like check in on how you're doing or see what you've been up to or me thinking like, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's what I say. Like, that's what keeps the motivation like going, keeping people in your circle that are like-minded. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely appreciate you like, spending time here giving your energy i know that it's frustrating too like because i've been like i said just taking forever like there's there's things that i probably could have done previously in the past to already get me to where i've been so yeah. I, i've i'd be feeling guilty for the people that like appreciate me or want me to do this shit so yeah. i'm like bro i feel bad i'm letting people down mm -hmm. so i think well, that's i mean at the end of the day look you you just the last time i was here you said you're definitely gonna upgrade your equipment and i remember that the setting before i think you were using your phone now it's like I walk in here and it's just like, oh, like he he actually did what he said he was going to do. 
So, I mean, regardless, you still got to finish. I wouldn't be worried. Oh, I could have been doing it months earlier or whatever. You got it done. You know, everyone's going to go at their own pace, you know. But no, yeah, it's definitely something I was like, wow. Yeah, it takes a lot of pride into, you know, starting this podcast. It's like, because I also think too, like, uh, if you don't, if if they don't respect the space or like, if you don't respect it at that much and like, that, they're not going to take it seriously. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I think, you. I think that's why at, for the longest time I didn't want to bring people over or just like release videos. Because I was like, I can't bring people in here and like not know what I want to do or know what the direction of the company. Yeah. And then like, because people are going to be curious. Like they're going to ask a lot of questions or wonder like, why, why are you doing this? Like, what is the purpose? Or like, cause they, people demand that from brands nowadays. It's not like you can just be like an overarching person and not speak. Like think about how they demand Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos to like speak in the media or yeah. like, they can't just be back. Like versus back in the day, you could just be an owner and then never say anything. And then they don't know the kind of person you are. But like yeah. now they have to know, like, like what are your morals or like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Do you believe in aliens or <laughs> believe in this? Exactly. What do you, what's your schedule? Like they want to get to know you more. So that's why it's definitely just opening that space up. But, and like you said, it's definitely getting to this point is just appreciating, like you said, what I've built the mm-hmm. time that I spent. Cause I'm all, I'm an overanalyzer where I'm mm-hmm. like constantly trying to critique or I'm thinking like, Oh, what are ways I could be better? Or like, but it's like, bro, I, you can't always be wanting more, or wanting more in life. Like I did, you can desire mm-hmm. like to do better, but you can't, it, t- it takes away from the moment or just takes away you actually enjoying what you're doing so oh, exactly it takes I, I, there was the longest point where i couldn't even like do this because i was like so in my head about that shit for sure I was starting and how it's all gonna play out yeah but i think i've definitely got to the point where i'm like i don't care about like how it's taken or like who may watch or how long they may watch or like all those kind of things i just know like I'm doing what I enjoy or like I'm staying true to who I am as a person. Like if I stay consistent in doing that, I know it'll go somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, sure the setup is much better than what it used to be. I was definitely, I mean, you can tell my reaction when I came in here. I was just <laughs> like, damn, like, this is nice. Like it's something I like to have, you know? For sure. But yeah, no, it's cool. I like what you have going on and what more podcasts you're going to have or what people are going to come out. I'm definitely interested interested to see, like, who else is going to be out here and, like, what they have to say. Because, like, you know, people outside of doing this love to know what other people are doing, you know. Everyone's very just invested into something. And, like, that's why eventually I'd like to um, start getting more onto, like, social media side and posting more videos about my work and what I like doing and just sharing more and try to grow more that way. Yeah. I'm going to do a – I'm going to do a video with an editor. Like, he's – He's a content creator and he just like, he's more of like a center photographer, videographer. Mm-hmm. He just like shoots videos like for different people. And he's doing, he's basically like, he's doing exactly what you're doing, but just it's, just in the media space, like where he's, he's looking to do work for people where they pay him. And then he's just using that money to outsource and then hire people to do the work for him. Uh huh. So, but, so maybe also you could probably take a lot from that podcast as well. Like how he sets up like the aesthetic because that's also something I need to work on as well. Like when I roll out with these videos, like how many times I'm going to be posting or like how it's actually going to look like the text, like just because that's everything when you're calling out like people, you have to almost like drive something into their brain. Like, so they can remember like, what about this brand or what about this? Like caught my attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think exactly. just understanding your aesthetic and then understanding like what you want to do. So like I said, it's definitely trying to build just a network of people that can like, Hey, I, I can help you with this or I have knowledge in this or I, I know this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause 
like iron sharpens iron bro yeah I, i've definitely utilized people that are starting photography and doing video edits and stuff to use for my work and when we're out there working and stuff like hey we're gonna be at this time starting this this um part of the job you want to come out and just record some clips of us working and some stuff like that and then once i get that video i'm like oh i can advertise this so well and then plus at the end of the day they're getting more experience because they're just starting and they're getting paid for it and then you know i'm i'm getting paid for it as well it's like yeah. it's an even trade yeah for sure mm -hmm. so even see like i said like once i'm not saying like i'm in full grandma but definitely i want to get this get this moving but definitely that would be nice bro we should take a trip sometime for sure like no oh, yeah I, we've been saying this shit for a while but yeah like i know like school is like hectic right now like in this exact moment but like just whenever you got some downtime we should definitely just like go out and do something maybe take a like you go to lakes often maybe yeah. go to the mountains or maybe we i don't really know if you go to the beach very often uh, i i know recently after the summer like i went to san diego with a couple of my friends and got airbnb out there and i was like yeah yeah this is nice like sure. it's definitely cool to see like you know when you put yourself in those those areas and you're seeing how these people are living oh i just see that as motivation i'm just like i want to be able to pull out you know my 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 beach house and the golf car and drive around the fucking beach all day <laughs> you know there's this husband is with his wife and there's two kids in the back and they're driving and stuff and going through the neighborhoods and you're just you know they're walking around enjoying it all and you have to pay whatever it's just like wow like i definitely like going to nice areas like that and just like no, this this could be me someday, you know. For sure, that my Nick talks about that a lot about mm -hmm. going to places where you see things that you don't see often. For sure, like using it as visual inspiration because I mm -hmm. think especially we have to take for granted the life that we live. Like a lot of people don't get don't get the opportunities that we've been given, especially to see things at a young age. Like we've probably seen a lot of nice places, like seen a lot of things to make us motivated. Because I know yeah. even my dad would vocalize that like. I would take you guys here like so that you could like inspire to be there because mm -hmm. and sometimes that it makes me emotional because my dad will tell me stories about him in florida like as a young boy in orlando like i i don't really tell you too much about my dad's upbringing but just like like single his mother was single yeah like just like impoverished his mom was basically working multiple jobs like so he would just talk about like as a young man like being like looking at the stars and imagining like what California would look like. Yeah. Like just like literally thinking like, Oh, like it's going to be gold on the sidewalk or like just like the beautiful things. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. So then like even getting to this point, like I know it's not as if I'm saying like my family is the richest family ever mm -hmm. or like we're financially free. But I'm saying like it probably, it took a lot for my dad's probably to conceptualize him in this environment, like to get to this point. Yeah. And so the, and the same goes for me. Like I'd be thinking about like, all the things that I've been given and then what I aspire to get, like grasping life and the same thing for my children, like, and how they're going to view that. Mm -hmm. It's like definitely wanting to take a step, like a step up from that. Cause I know how much it took to get, to get my parents to get to where they've gotten. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely didn't start like noticing like the good side of things or, you know, um, appreciating things more until like, you know, when you, when you don't have it and like, you just you just learn to actually enjoy it in the moment and you look around, you know, stop looking at your phone, take off the AirPods when you're going places and actually hear and like, you know, experience these moments and stuff. Yeah. You know, I've just been able like it's something I always make myself do now and it's just like life has been so much more better. For sure. Do you have any any final thoughts or questions, comments, concerns, anything? Final thoughts, concerns questions 
Not really. I think my last thing I have to say is like I like I enjoy having these talks because I don't talk about it enough. Like I could talk all day about stuff like this. Like I just know so many more th- any of the other things I could talk about. But like you know, I just feel like not a lot of people put away time or know people that they can talk about this stuff, this type of stuff with, and like just getting it out. Honestly, just defines yourself more and gives you a better understanding. You know, just knowing what you're saying and what you're truly believe and it does help you come to like understanding like okay yeah i definitely this is definitely what i want you know and hearing what you have to say can definitely open my mind up to other things and stuff like that especially like with the the sports and stuff like definitely like before i was just like oh it's stupid to be really caring about that much when i do actually like considering stuff it does create an environment community you know stuff like that and it's just maybe some people want to feel part of something so yeah i for sure i think uh, our that's what our society works off of like we all are in these individual tribes mm-hmm. like everyone is just in their own like a uh, their own little small tribe and like what you believe in or like what's what are the core things because you can usually generalize or assume based on one trait or stereotype that someone has like oh this is where they align politically or this is where they align socially or, yeah like this is what they're interested into like it's pretty like that's how easy it is nowadays you know what i mean so it's like People can't, they have to belong to someone or something. So it's just kind of like, like you said, maybe your upbringing and like how you're forced into those like certain facets of life. But I think it's definitely our job as we get older to become more open and to dive into those small pockets of life. Like understand, because like you said, the each person is so unique and each person has so many different interests and things that make them them. So when you sit there and pick their mind, asking these questions, it's like, I've learned and taken on so many new things and interests based on like surrounding myself with people that are nothing like me. Like, yeah. So that's why I'm saying this is also giving me an opportunity to like pick your brain. Like I said, it's just we, even we don't even have time on a constant basis. Just to always like you're not in the mood maybe to communicate. You know what I mean? But I think like I said, being in this setting, like away from technology, yeah, like away from noises, mm-hmm. it's just like that. You're in a safe place. Like kind of speak your mind where you're at in life. I think even this is what I see this as like literally like my entertainment headspace. I think regardless consciously or unconsciously, you're going to be telling people what's on your mind. Like, mm-hmm. like it's going to come out whether you like want it to or not. So like, that's just where you're at in life, like where you're speaking from. Yeah. So I think that's, I want to use this as a representation, like just each person I bring on, like, where are you at in life? Like, what are your plans? Like, how do you see this like socially or maybe politically or, like, how have you worked on yourself? Like, how do you deal with relationships? How do you deal with your finances? Yeah. Because I think, too, as a young man, I didn't watch a lot of shit that actually mattered. Like, I would just watch stupid shit. Like, I know, like, you're, I'm not going to be able to force kids to just watch this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it's just, like, you also understand the funnel, like, of being online and then, like, mixing entertainment with education. So mm-hmm. I think that's just trying to do that, like give give back better or be more because of course you want to have fun or just like do silly things or be still young because i've been getting that a lot a lot of my friends have been telling me like but you're getting like you're just acting like an old man a lot now like you mm-hmm. don't even act like a kid really anymore. like bro we're 21 years old but i still think i'm it's just because i'm in this phase in life where i'm really diving into like just understanding like there's no point of wasting time or like yeah like yeah. We're, we're just getting older bro we're all gonna we're all gonna die yeah you know i mean so it's like why not like work on what you want to do or like 
just make the decision or take a risk. Like, yeah, you never know when that next thing could happen that could change everything or, you know what I mean? Or maybe something happens to change your perspective. Like, damn, I guess this really doesn't matter. Like, I can really do anything I want. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I was really like, I was really that way until like, you know, I got to a certain point. I was like, hey, you know, like maybe I, I could go out to like a like a little party or kickback or something. But like even when I do go, I feel still I still feel guilty. Like like I like so many people could be like so in the moment enjoying like what's going on. I'm like, damn, I'm genuinely like like um jealous that you guys are able to just to chill here, drink, party. You're just in your laugh. brain too much. Oh, I'm just like just stare. I'm just like, damn. Yeah, that must be nice. But I just I can't like I don't feel right being here. I think my thing is it's like status. Cause mm-hmm. like like you said, it's those people just don't care. Like they're consistently uh, idle and away from their purpose. Cause you can tell, like you can smell it on somebody. Oh yeah. And they're not like don't have a direction in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's why when you're away from your purpose or you know that you're not like doing something that is gonna get you closer, that's when it kind of just eats away at you. And that's why mm-hmm. I say even or even you start to have just like morbid thoughts where you start like degrading those around you. Like I, there was points like when I was first trying to get into this and I would still kind of go out and do like silly stuff or spend time with people. I wasn't being particular with the energy I kept around me. Mm-hmm. There would be times where I'd be having conversation. I'd be like, what are these people's plans like in the next five years? Like, what do they want to be at in 10 years? And then mm-hmm. I would like and I would think about it. I wouldn't actually vocalize it or ask the questions. I would just answer the questions myself. Like just by the their demeanor or where their like perspective of life was, and that's when I was like, like I can't keep spending time with people that don't care about themselves. Like, yeah, it's it's just a waste of time. Or just even like I'm not even saying like I have good friendships, but I won't even invest in those all the way. Or like I know sometimes I could be a better friend, but I know like that's how much like success and status will mean to me. Like I know that's what everything is. Like you, you all those other things won't mean anything if you don't have like success and status you know what I mean? yeah like you could be social and have all the girls and be the most popular guy but then you're like 23 and then 24 and then everyone's like moved on to the next chapter of life and you're still trying to do the same shit it's like bro or even in in our case right now like i, I know there's probably people constantly comparing themselves or like rethinking their decisions on a constant basis of mm-hmm. what's the best thing it's like just like stay true to yourself and like walk through what you need to yeah Oh, definitely. I mean, I have I have friends, like one friend in particular named Mario. He goes to Stanislaus and he runs and like track there and stuff. And like sometimes he'll he'll just call me out the blue for whatever reason. And you know he the night before he could have went out and party and been around a bunch of people. And that next day he'll call me. He's like, dog, like I went to a party yesterday and I was just really just like, what the fuck am I doing? And you know him and I think a lot of like I've gone. You know, he's over there and I have friend like a little friend group here. We'll go to like a party or something. Go after, you know, we're there. I don't know for how long, three, four hours. And then I'm normally the first one that's like, all right, let's go. This is kind of whatever. But as soon as I get in the car, I'm like, you guys see yourself doing this like every weekend? No. They're like, it's like, I don't either. And I'm like, you think any of these people have anything going on outside of this? No. Like, then like, why are we even here? You know, and I'll say stuff like that. I know a lot of times, you know, like, it's good to get out and, you know, not, like, completely shit on what everyone else is doing, you know? Because, like, then they, they, I'm sure they have goals and stuff. But, but there's, no, but there's a way to do it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a way to go out and enjoy yourself. Like, there's settings to know, like, I'm in a place with other successful people and this is how they spend their free time and this is how they have fun. Like, yeah, there's a way that, 
and I'm not saying this in like a facetious or a rude way. I'm just saying like there's a way poor people have fun or people that don't like care for their future. And there's a way that, like you said, successful people or like enjoy certain things in life. So I think that's just the difference is like maybe going to nicer clubs or being being in a position where you can like you're not just a pawn. Like you're able to say like, oh, I want to have my own table. I want to have my own section. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's all about status pertaining to the dating market. Like, mm-hmm. Women are going to just want some dude that's like you're, you think you go into the club and then you're going to beat out like the other 100 guys. Like what's the difference? Yeah. Like most of the time. And I'm not saying this because I don't want me a girl that goes to the club, obviously. But I'm just saying to get the club girl, what do you think she wants? Like she, yeah. she wants status. She wants the money. She wants she, you to she look like a guy that's known. Yeah. So it's like, are you doing those things? And most of the time, the guys are pretty much like nobody's. They haven't worked on themselves truly. Like you said, yeah. it's just like maybe a regular job or... You know what I mean? It's just kind of like the luck of the draw type shit. Yeah. But it's like when you become successful, you limit your opportunities. Like you limit the chances of you not going to the club and enjoying yourself. Like I'm only around people I like because I'm letting people in I like into my section or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I, if I, I think this girl's cute, come up to the section. Like let's talk or you have a drink or two. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But you're not like living that reckless lifestyle but even at that you you know that those things aren't shouldn't be a consistent behavior like yeah that would just be a time like hey let's celebrate or like a, a actual an occasion like i feel like people would just be going out to party for no apparent reason because well, they're bored yeah like you have nothing to actually celebrate you're just like you said you have nothing better to do <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um i like one thing um when i when i think about that is like even just with my friends and stuff I'm always the one to to ask, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I like picking their brains and seeing what their thoughts are and stuff. And, like, sure enough, like, everyone I hang out with, they have a goal. It may not be, like, anything similar to mine, but, you know, at the end of the day, they want to have, like, a nice earning job, good family, big house. Cool. And are you, are they actually, like, stepping towards that slowly? Yeah, they are. So, you know, I, I always came myself around them. For sure. All right. I appreciate you coming over again, bro. Like yeah. I said, definitely got to do this. Like I can imagine like just the small steps. Cause like you said, you think about the past and then you think about now and then you think about when we're able to get a, get together again. Like I know we're going to do things in between our next podcast. So yeah. like, speak, but I just think about like the progression, like within yourself as a man, like your business. And then like yeah. I said, like who knows like where the next podcast will be or like, Oh yeah. Like see where we are and, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's something I look forward to. I feel like we've just covered, like, everything about what we're doing. There's so much other little things or aspects of our lives that we could talk about that could just keep this podcast going forever. For sure. So, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, thank you for having me. I, I definitely, like, need to get out and have more talks like this. I think everyone should, and I don't think a lot of people don't. So, yeah, this is definitely something I was just, all right, this is what I'm doing. I had people ask me, hey, you want to go get food at, like, 5, 5, 10? I was like, no. Like, why? It's like, I got, I'm going to go do some stuff. I'm like, okay. But like, yeah, no, I need to have this talk. Like, like I said, too, I, I, I felt bad because I've been, uh, not only you, but there's people in my life that, like, just, like, care for me or want me to do, like, do the things I say I'm doing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think definitely this is long overdue bro. we should have been we should have already been sat down and like had good discussions or like like you both of us able to get things off our mind because like i yeah. said sometimes we so caught up in life and i 
you just like suppressing your thoughts, suppressing how you feel, and just like kind of moving on to the next day. It's like then like like every day just becomes like the same thing in a sense. Mm-hmm. You just want to. It's good when you break out of that chain, or just something seems different, or like life seems different. I feel like that's what gives it gleam or excitement. So. Yeah, like after I feel awakened, like I feel fresh, like my my head is just full with all these thoughts, and like I don't be telling nobody any of this. And I'm here after after I'm just like, all right, yeah, just like just refresh, you know? <laughs> like it's cool for sure. Okay, 